Yeah. So it's the 31st of January, <laughs> 2019. Yeah. I said 18 on Tuesday. Did you? That happens. Yeah. You're in January. You're still allowed it. That is three times, I think, in the last three weeks, though, <laughs> that I, I did not know until somebody tweeted me that I was a fucking idiot, and I said 2018. I think you get it uh, feels a lip year. little first quarter leeway. Yeah. It's a little grace period, right? By the way, this show, sponsored by SeatGeek. Uh, it's our favorite ticket buying app, isn't it? The oh, room. Yeah. 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 Far. far none. You heard the crowd there. We are in a press conference room right in the middle of our country inn in suites. Rooms aren't bad, by the way. Phil found this place. CFO Phil found this place, and it was the um, the cheapest hotel closest <laughs> closest to the Top Golf that we are stationed at. And we had no idea what we were getting into, and it turned out not bad. No, not, not bad. bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. There's an IHOP right next door. Mm-hmm. For the guy, lo- guy who's been staying here for a year says it's the best hotel in town. <laughs> this place has got squatters. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know it's good. So this conference room that we are currently invading, set up like a press conference. By the way, I am mm-hmm. at a podium in the front. The boys are scattered in the back throughout chairs. There's multiple microphones out there. We will be having a state of the podcast uh, press conference here to lead off, and then some incredible conversations but this conference room is brought to you by Mm -hmm. (laughs) seeking i think that's what Mm -hmm. everybody knew that's what i was getting to Everybody knew that's what was happening. I just SeatGeek flew their people mm-hmm. to this country and in suites, oh yeah, and and bought the room for us, mm-hmm. this conference room for us, and that's why SeatGeek is the best because there's a SeatGeek graphic right on your uh, thing right there. Is there? Oh yeah, I couldn't even see it. That's crazy that they got it down there. Mm. <laughs> Way to put that one on there too. <laughs> yeah, it's right there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's also one over here, oh. over here. What? Right down there. And right over there too. <laughs> that works on YouTube if you're not uh, if you're not watching this. Anyways, promo code Pat three hundred and save three hundred dollars on Super Bowl tickets. P A T three zero zero three hundred dollars savings on Super Bowl tickets. And I think stats say that the Friday before the Super Bowl is when the ticket prices go way down. Mm-hmm. So if you or way up, mm-hmm. it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. So what I think you do is you wait until tomorrow morning, Friday morning, you go and check what the prices are, then you check at noon. Okay, what has happened in those few hours there? Is it going up or is it going down? Then you use the Pat three hundred code, save three hundred more dollars. Now you bought a Super Bowl ticket. Wow. Oh, pretty easy. Great price. Yeah. That's Great pretty price. easy. Also, use promo code PAT. You get $10 off your first purchase. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, also a great deal. Thank you. Hey, no problem. I'm happy that we could do that for people. Yeah, you should go ahead and use that. SeatGeek is the absolute greatest. Anyways, let's get to the state of the podcast. We are live here in Smyrna, Georgia. Went to Buffalo Wild Wings last night. <laughs> it was delicious, man. Wasn't it? I mean, it was so oh good. Oh, my God. It was so good. Way out here in Smyrna, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, barbecue. Bo- fucking Bobby Smyrnaville. Uh, it's good Buff- everywhere. The Buffalo Wild Wings wasn't in Smyrna. It was in the area. Though. Gotcha. Yeah, because, oh, yeah. you know, that's yeah. where we're maybe staying. Kennesaw, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Kennesaw, maybe Marietta. Marietta. You know, mm-hmm. all the way down there where the pines are. It would be great. But that was awesome, Buffalo Wild Wings. Now time for State of the Podcast. Um, those who have a question, please raise your hand. State your name, where you're calling from, and your question. Uh, Jeffrey Gorman, the oldest Hi, man. Hi, Pat. Uh, Jeff Gorman, Heartland Media. Uh, you talked. It's not our company. <laughs> Yeah, that works. That one works. Hosted You're getting there. <laughs> uh, Jeff Gorman, um, you had talked about a couple of days ago an incredible move. Yeah. An incredible move on your way into work where you actually went up on a curve yes. in your big truck. Bing, and we bang. had spoken about this. Yes. 
I just kind of want to flip the switch. <laughs> just kind of want to flip the switch to this morning where you were the guy that kind of, I thought, from my, I was in the back holding on. I still have blood on my hands from holding on to the door. Uh, the move to get off the exit at about 6.30 in the morning, if you could kind of relive that for us and... Again, so I can be in sheer terror. Okay, so great question, Mr. Gorman. It was an early morning this morning, wasn't it? Yeah. We had to leave by 6 o'clock because everybody was telling us about the terrors of Atlanta traffic. Everybody says the traffic is terrible. We had to be at the um, Radio Row at 7.20. So people were telling us we should leave at 5.30. Somebody Jeez. said with a straight face, you should go at 5.30 so that you beat the morning traffic. So we're like, okay, we're going to leave at 6, right? We're like, we're going to go early. Then as we're getting in the car last night, Gorman goes, hey, maybe 6.15, 6.30? I just Googled it. I just Googled it. It says it's eight minutes. So unless the traffic is terrible, I think we could go like 6.30, maybe 6.45. If we're thinking, I'm like, all right, we'll leave at 6.15. We agreed on 6.15. So I don't like riding. If I'm in an Uber, I will try to get in the Uber driver's seat. I will try to do I'll offer a deal. I don't like riding. I like driving. Phil picked us up in a rental car last night at the airport. Phil knew exactly what was going to happen. I was not getting in the car until I'm in the driver's seat. So he pulled up to the airport and just got out. He knew I would have been a child. I, I get car sick. I don't like it. So this morning, I'm driving us to this place. Gorman's running the ones and twos on the directions. And Foxy and I have a good little system because Foxy and I travel together a lot. All I need to know is the number I'm getting off, right? The number I'm getting off and what the name of it is. I don't need to know the miles. I don't know any of that. I just... I didn't know I was giving you every quarter mile. Like, heads up, 19's coming up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Gorman was Gorman Jesus. was getting very chirpy. And I think what happened was I just tuned him out. So I just tuned him Obviously. out. So then all of a sudden I asked, wait, what exit was it again? And Gorman goes, 12. And he goes, it's a quarter of a mile. And there's, a, there's, and, an, and there's a semi. There's an 18-wheeler there to our right. I'm in like the far left and lane. slowing down, folks. The, that truck was moving. And there was a car behind it, too. So I obviously went, okay, we'll go pedal down, throttle down Please. to flat. I think we got up to about 75, 80 miles an hour. Oh, God. Bending, I wish we were. It was, you were hitting 90, hitting that extra Bending ramp. around a truck, <laughs> <laughs> like fucking fast and furious, right onto the exit ramp, which was probably 500 yards long. It wasn't a long exit ramp, so it was like a woo-woo and then stop. <laughs> I didn't even mention it. Foxy said nothing. He just was sitting in the back. I don't even want to drive anymore. <laughs> That's what Gorman said. <laughs> <laughs> it was magic. It was right on Gorman's side, too. He's sitting shotgun there. That truck was pretty close, probably. I couldn't even see it because you're in the way. Let's be honest. No, no response out of you. Done. Done. Da, da, da. Hey, we made the play. Regular move. <laughs> we made the play. Did we not get off the exit? We did. Yeah, I shat myself. Well, you're 50 years old. Well, I mean, I was scared shitless. That happens. Um, I, we made it, though. We did. And it was a good time down there. How, how long did it take? Parking. Oh, parking. Parking. Dude, without parking. There's an underground. There was like an underworld. We were driving in the underworld today. Like the construction zone. It was hell. I, I if if there is a hell on yeah. earth, I think we were in it. <laughs> under the parking garage. Under the parking garage, there's like a there's no lights. It's kind of like a dim area. Yeah, and about 12 degrees. 12 yeah. degrees, and we're parking under there, and they have their own little set of roads, like underground, basically, like under bridges, across railroad tracks. It was yeah, the Underground Railroad. 
Jesus. Started oh. here probably. Oh, boy. No. We're in the South. Oh, no. Oh, Southern boy. hospitality wasn't a real thing back in the day. By the way, oh that's boy. something that's kind of newer. That's a big <laughs> oh boy. That's something that's kind of <laughs> Southern hospitality is kind of a newer thing back in the day. It's true. <laughs> oh boy. But we walked a long way this morning. It was a long trip. I'm happy we made it. Yeah, Diggsy. Uh, I didn't know if it was the next question. Yeah, yeah, time. Anthony DeGilio. You got to stand though. Anthony DeGilio, PMI Live Lounge. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. Um, t- kind of a two part question. Okay. Heard things didn't go. Great at Top Golf today, and then I have a few theories uh, that have been floating around the media world on why things didn't go well. I don't know which way you would want me to go. Okay, I'll go. Um, what are your theories? Okay, uh, theory number one. I'm excited. Uh, I heard everything was going great. Yep. Until a certain point. Yep. I did witness a certain <laughs> member of the Pat McAfee show uh, giving a little attitude to, I, I believe, a manager of Top Golf today. And I don't know if things fell apart after that. That's theory number one. Who was it? Someone who hasn't eaten in four or five days. <laughs> theory number two is they saw your CEO walk in looking like the last samurai <laughs> with a, a one-inch with a CFO. Sorry, with a one-inch ponytail, and just lost all respect for the entire operation. <laughs> A couple really solid things that could have been wrong there. I didn't, I didn't know the first one happened, although I can see it how it could have happened. But the, the samurai pony on the CFO, he busted that out this morning, and I was, it was a wild scene from me. Yeah, it was a, I was like, yo, Phil, okay, we got a ponytail up Can we bring him to the witness yeah, stand? Up here? Yeah. I don't even know if we could call it a ponytail. I think it's, it's there. It's at the point... He's no Mike, he says. <laughs> no comment from the CFO. He is, he, by the way, he is battling something. Yesterday he picked this up and it was like. His hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, shots fired. Gorman's excited that the target has been placed <laughs> on Phil. Phil's got like seven kids, though. So he has a little battle, a, a little illness. Three kids. Beautiful kids. Great kids. I think. I, are you going to keep the ponytail growing though? I just don't like if I don't put stuff in, it just falls on my face. Yeah, I didn't pack any. Should we translate that? You just you d- don't wash your hair. Any hair? You just don't wash your hair. You don't wash no, your hair. I like to wash my hair. Hair products no, no. are a lie. No, they don't. It, you're t- yeah, I would look like that if I. Ex- exactly, and this is because I washed my hair like two days ago, and this is how I look now. Uh, Don't Connor, wash your hair. Connor is describing his hair, which is the You're not exact- hearing the rebuttal from Phil, but Phil's concerned with the <laughs> greasiness of his hair currently. Uh, I think the... That's kind of racist, what you said about my Italian <laughs> friend, and the greasiness of his hair. Unbelievable. I think, um, I think Connor and Phil's hair is eerily similar, just two v- vastly different styles. You know, I mean, is that what you do normally when it's not a ponytail? Is ponytail full-time? No. Okay. You just gotta let it. You just gotta let it go. Let it rip. No, he's just trying something out. It's a phase. <laughs> little vacation from the kids. You Zito know? just called it a phase. I mean, CFO. This is the guy, the money guy. <laughs> it's an aggressive decision, Z. Right. Oh, you got oh, a question? No. Oh no! Right. Zito, uh, Mister. What's your name? Where are you? Uh, Phil Mains, CFL. Pat I'm on the You've been getting bashed, ricochet shots. Here. Oh, always getting bashed from here. You don't deserve it. I might. Debatable. <laughs> 
Zito, Mr. Uh, Uncle Zito, second place in the uh, weight loss challenge currently, <laughs> has uh, now ordered sets from our merch in 3X through large, <laughs> all shirts. No 3X. Large and XL. Yeah, yeah, and I, but you were at a double X. We all saw it. <laughs> See, you were you were big there at one point. At some point, he's going to decide what size he is, and you know we can start making money again. <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting any more merch, is what you're saying. No, no matter more. how many sizes he gets to. No matter how many four X's he needs. In my defense, I've always been rocking an XL, even in this, at the small fatigue I'm at right now. Really? A figure, not fatigue. That no. means I'm tired. I'm not tired. <laughs> Which you are. I mean, you're, you're yeah, housing you're caffeine pills right now. I mean, yeah. that is something that and could Two other mystery pills. You're in second place right now. Todd's in first place. Todd, stomach cramped on an airplane today. Yeah, all day. And we were stuck on the tarmac for two hours before we could leave because evidently- Yeah, what happened? I heard oh, this was happening. The GPS system evidently froze up. So they had to call maintenance to come fix it. They weren't allowed to leave the tarmac until. Why couldn't you go back to the thing? Why do they? Why do they make so, people sit on the tarmac? Great question, why? Pat. Why? Great question. So we're sitting there for two hours. Finally, I'm just like, well, I'm about to piss myself. So I'm gonna get up and go back to the bathroom. That's Kyle. You can't do and, that. And the attendant is in her chair back there, and she stops me. And she's like, "You can't go to the bathroom." And I was like, "Listen, I am about to pee my pants." <laughs> and she goes. Well, we're getting ready to push. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. So, Are you pregnant? Yeah. Are you pregnant? Man. So I said, I'm, there's going to be a problem. I'm like, I have to pee bad. I've been sitting here for two hours. And she goes, well, I'm going to have to call the captain. I'm like, call, call him. him. Yeah. Let call him know. Him. Let him know because I am going in there. And she goes, well, you know, you could have done this before. And I was like, yeah, well, you could have checked the plane to make sure everything's working before you boarded there. <laughs> so you're the like, one that was right, talking yeah. to the manager that yeah. Doug's referencing? Yeah. <laughs> that was your second battle with authority yeah. of the day. I, I never understood that when they make you stop on the, like, on the side. It's like, why can't we just go back? I was with, um, I was with uh, in college, WVU, obviously. And we had a guy, a coach named Rick Trickett. And this guy... <laughs> He's a fucking legend of a man. I mean, I would never want to play football for him if he was my position coach ever in a million years. Like, I think he was a Vietnam vet, and he was a (laughs) wild fucking animal. And Uh, we got stuck in one of those situations, the whole team. And I I believe, if my memory is serving me correctly, Rick Trickett had the same exact experience with you, but on a team plane, sitting on the side for like 20 minutes, Told her, read her like these rights that she should call the the pilot and have the pilot come out here and talk to me. And he was like a five foot four guy, old man, like 60 some years old, cowboy boots, fucking black suit. You tell that pilot if he has a problem, come fucking talk to me. I'm taking a piss. And it was just like a moment that like uh, in the entire team, like we just like almost started clapping for. He was just this miserable prick. And we got to watch somebody else take it. You know what I mean? It was beautiful. There was this other guy, too, who was coming onto the plane, informing everyone with a connecting flight whether they would have trouble or not. And then they took people off the plane who were going to Vegas, who had a connecting flight. They sent them to Oakland instead. 
Really? Yeah, it was bad. It, I it watched was... a full-length feature film in the time we were parked on the tarmac. Mission That's Impossible no Fallout. Incredible movie. You Great watch movie. It. Yeah, With yeah. The, yeah. Watched it all before we even took off. Saw the whole thing. Is that the one where he ran, jumped, broke his leg, and mm-hmm. continued to mm-hmm. sing? Mm-hmm. That's really a good piece of acting. It reminds me when Leonardo DiCaprio uh, <laughs> cut his hand on a glass. <laughs> <laughs> I was so into it at one point, I looked over and didn't realize we had not taken off yet. I thought we were in the air. I thought we were moving. On the complete flip side of that, Trip home from Dallas, uh, trip home from Phoenix to Dallas, Dallas to Indianapolis. First time in my life I fell asleep before wheels took off and woke up after wheels mm. landed. Oh. Thought we hadn't left. Thought we hadn't <laughs> left. It was a wild, like, I'd say like 10 seconds. It was like a wild 10 seconds where I was like, holy fuck, we haven't even left Dallas yet. And then they're like, Indianapolis' temperature is... I was like, okay, I did it. (laughs) Can you guys sleep on planes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I slept for about 20 minutes on this one, I think. Sorry, I had to potty. Did we talk about why the plane didn't start? Yeah, the GPS is frozen. No, no, no. no. Oh, jeez. Oh, Oh, Diggs, I'm happy you're back to tell the truth. Yeah, yeah, I had to go pee. Uh, (laughs) Everything was going fine. And then child Connor, who apparently has never flown before... This isn't true, first of all. This is, this is You've flown before? Blasphemy. We're, yes, about, I've, we're, I've, we're about to push back from the gate, gets up, no. completely stops the plane, goes back and takes a pee. When he gets back from peeing, that's when the pilot comes on and, and mentions the GPS. So they had work. to delay takeoff because of you. So that's what happened, but I didn't click any buttons. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I peed, hey, but man, I didn't last flush. Last week, you just let a motherfucker right into our office. This that, time, you're mm-mm. stopping planes from taking off. I didn't stop this plane from yeah, taking you're off. You're a disruptive motherfucker. <laughs> no, I get very unlucky. For instance, I just left to go get a quarter from our room, our hotel room. Key card doesn't work. Door's broken. They got to come fix it right after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. This shit just happens. It's not my fault. <laughs> but the Patriots went a lot, so you get to experience that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting with a baby. What's that? Jay was sitting with a baby, of course. <laughs> yeah, your brother you got stuck with him. No, but I was way back in the plane. I'll tell you what, man. There ain't much worse than a baby. I think Foxy was right next to a baby from that Dallas, or was it? It was a yeah. toddler. Yeah, it was right. Did it sleep? Did it sleep? Sleep, he said a very tall baby. Code red. I'm gonna make a yeah, I'm gonna make an entire stand up bit out of the code red. We what actually would... pulled it from the podcast nice. the last time. <laughs> yeah, you should. You can keep this conversation. Me and Foxy were a part of a code red on a plane, and I don't want to dive into the details of it. But when I do it on stage for the first time, it's probably going to be a 25-minute story <laughs> that is going to be fucking... It has all the pieces in it. There's a love triangle in there. There's emotions. A guy was dead for like five seconds. I mean, there's a lot of shit to get going. One key part we did miss out on the podcast from last time is there was no Wi-Fi. And that's very important because you would have been live-tweeting the entire... Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that, what I'm saying is it was, it was every... Because I had to pay attention. So I had no Wi-Fi. So... Like it's like the old days whenever you guys just used to creep on your neighbors. I guess nah. like my mm. mom used to sit on the front porch and just watch Cars and whatever fucks <laughs> going on before entertainment was on your phone everywhere. Like that's what it was for me on the plane. I knew every detail of this code red from the pilot's opinion to the fucking his girlfriend's opinion to the dead guy's opinion to the EMT to the oncologist sitting next to me. I'm telling you, I want balls deep investigative journalism in there, <laughs> and and I'm excited. It's the guy's alive. That's all you need to know. I just noticed today, I don't know how new this is, but uh, Nick and I were going to take a piss at the Annapolis airport, and there was a lady taking a CPR course on a machine. 
They had a little kiosk there. At the airport? And there's a chest plate to do the compressions on and shit, and it grades you, and it asks you questions, and you pass it at the end. All right. Do you want to get the TSA pre-check or the, <laughs> or the CPR class right here? Please take off your belt for both. <laughs> the fucking airport. What a wild place. It was playing Staying Alive, too. Like, they tell you to yep. the, the yes, beats, beats per minute. It was actually playing a song, and she was grooving a little bit. The yeah. dead but that's, that's how long you do it for. It, it was kind of ironic. Staying alive. Staying alive. That's incredible. Yeah. Is that seriously how it is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know for the next time. Yes. That's a beat, yes. Uh, 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 yeah. That's how you save someone, dude. Thank you. Well, how many are you supposed to do though? Is it eight or fifteen or sixty 20? seconds? I believe. I don't know. It changes. So it changes often. every. We didn't. Five we didn't take the course. Yeah. You stop when the BG stop. How about that? Well, I mean, I don't know all of the verses. What if I cut a verse? What if I? What if I just hit a couple choruses? If it takes longer than sixty seconds, you're dead. You're not supposed to breathe in their mouth anymore, right? It's just all chest compressions now. What? Yeah, yeah I did away with the, the breathing in the mouth, which is I think it's a good policy. <laughs> That's wild. I feel like air is a pretty important yeah. part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to push it and just keep pushing until you wear out. Tim McAfee said you're supposed to jackhammer somebody's chest <laughs> <laughs> until you until you wear out and you can't push it. You know, I no never more. understood the breathing in the mouth thing. Neither, because what are you doing? Are you spit it down your I mean, throat? If your heart's it's... beating, you're good. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, you exhale, which is what you're doing when you're breathing in somebody's mouth. That's CO2. So I never got the whole. No, yeah, but you got to get the, you gotta right. get the air all the way down to get the systems back. I always thought it, if it was like a drowning victim, victim, all the air in there would push, then force the water out of the mouth. Nah, Jay's a scientist, man. Jay knows water. Air weighs less than water, so the the air gets underneath. I went to. Um, I was a soldier for a day down at uh, Camp Atterbury with the Wish for Our Heroes folks Foundation out of Indiana. Uh huh. And they had those, uh, they had put me through a couple of things, hand-to-hand combat. Got my dick kicked in by this guy that was a military policeman. He just flipped <laughs> me on my fucking head, basically. And then I was like, I didn't know we were actually going. <laughs> Nobody hit like a start whistle, you know? There was no start to it. He whipped me around pretty good. Then they asked me if I wanted to get tasered, because everybody has to get tasered. Uh-huh. I was like... Well, I won't be carrying a taser, so I don't think I have to get tasered. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you should do it. The, the, and then somebody like pulled me aside and was like, the group morale would love it if you got tasered. I'm like, oh, I bet they would. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, tell them maybe next time I'll be a better human. You know? That's on me. So I gave them all high fives. I hope that helped a little bit. But then it was time to go be like a, a health like a nurse. I don't know if they're nurses. I don't know what it is. Mm. Medic? Yeah, yeah, medic. Yeah. There it is. And I had to go into a house. It was like a simulation. Go into a house, like into a back room, uh, check on somebody, and then go to the backyard. And yeah. in the backyard, they had somebody that was squirting blood nice. out of the body. Well, you can't tell by the way I'm <laughs> <laughs> time to time. You be loved. I mean, start pounding on that chest. No, no, but I started talking. I was like, you're going to make it. You know? Like, I was like joking around. Yeah, yeah. And they stopped me and they were like, that's the number one thing to do, by the way, yeah. is to be positive with them. I was like, of course. Of course, it's just my natural instinct. I didn't want to touch the blood at all or breathe in the mouth. But I would definitely motivate the fuck out of this thing if we're going to survive. I wasn't cut out for it. What were you supposed to do, though? Pinch it? They, Where were they bleeding from? Tourniquet. Yep. There's a tourniquet you're supposed to put on. But the motivation thing, I guess, is like number one. Keep it's, them talking? Yeah, sure. It's, it's like the, the biggest thing is if you can't get them out of there, just keep it positive. I was like, I could do that with a dummy now. I could keep that shit real positive. There's nothing coming back. Or you can 
beat the hell out of somebody too, though. I mean, I'm being dead serious to what, keep it, them alive. Oh, Slapping them in the face, dropping elbows. <laughs> Damn it, you're not going to go. <laughs> I think no, these are in the movies. This is like dark water. I don't know if that's what <laughs> you're doing in real life. Never mind. <laughs> don't you <laughs> Elbows? I have a question. Yep. Tom McCullough, sidekick of the Pat McAfee Show. Um, are, are there any concerns at all with uh, the, the show that's going to be shot at Top Golf tomorrow? I want to understand the schedule somewhat changed. You may be on a tighter schedule than you expected, oh, boy, and it may go. conflict with maybe some of the, uh, the scheduled guests with other appearances that they're supposed to So make. here's the deal. We're trying to make a play. There was a lot of miscommunication on one side of things here, not on the other. And there was a mishearing, I think. Nope. I think there was a right hearing misstated situation happening. And, mm. Correct. And there was some things that we thought we were going to be able to do that we're definitely not going to be able to do. Mm. We're getting evicted at a certain time each uh. day. Zito's used to this, uh, but he also, <laughs> Zito also has to pack up everything. We have a computer, uh, three screens, three cameras, a 12-foot-tall scoreboard, yeah. a 10-foot-tall set and repeat. 10 to 20 cords. Uh, 10 oh. to 20 cords that plug in on opposite sides of the building. <laughs> and we got to pack that all up in five minutes and get it the fuck oh. out because there's other people coming in. Uh, not just anybody. Big Jim, Jim Brown. Oh, I'm sorry. Jim Brown, a legend, NFL legend. I appreciate mm. him. Yeah. I'm sure he wasn't a part of the evicting of us. I <laughs> no. would assume that he's not a part of that. that Brown guy, right? So for those listening at home. Jim, we swing a golf club right now. Well, he's he's gonna have a he's gonna have a moment, you know, uh, not a moment, a uh, probably like a, a foundation thing. thing, something. He's gonna yeah. do something. Uh, we were set up a Top Golf because Top Golf offered up some bays. I guess I think we're paying for them, so I don't know if they offered up bays. I think we're paying for them somewhere. The bays for Top Golf. And I thought we were just going to be given a couple bays for like the entire week. Like, here, you, these are your bays. Just hang out. So I was like reaching out to a lot of people, a lot of big name people. Like, hey, anytime you have free time, just come through. We got this Wrangler celebrity charity shootout going on. Try to win $10,000 for a charity. No big deal. Just come through. Everybody's busy down here. Everybody's selling something. Everybody's at an event. It's a Super Bowl is just a networking situation. So then we get here today. We can't be in until a certain time. We got to be out in an exact time. We got to move everything. And it's just, it's not anywhere near what we expected. And I thought we were going to just get an Airbnb and play office golf with all these people mm -hmm. for charity. Mm -hmm. We're going to play dog with these people mm -hmm. uh, in our backyard. And we would have been able to film it. It would have been easy. It would have been simple. And then we got involved with Top Golf here. And it's becoming quite a. I mean, it's a lot going on. It's going to be good, though. I mean, we mm -hmm. got Tim Tebow is coming. So, that, I mean, oh. we're going to be able to create something good with Tim that Tebow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Rex Ryan, Joe Tessitore, uh, Herschel Walker, Travis Kelsey, I think. Shaleev. Shaleev. Ryan Shazier. Yeah. I think, oh, I don't know. I think there's a couple more, like, pretty big people coming. Maybe. But we don't have the internet. We can't go live. So, <laughs> so the internet isn't good enough there either. So we'll just, we're going to record it and release it as they go. So they'll come out sporadically through the day nice. uh, on all the social media channels. I'm excited for it. And then we're creating stuff for DAZN too, which should mm -hmm. be a lot of fun. I think that's going to be a really good time. We should get a fungo bat or something for uh, Tebow. Having him uh, see if he can crack hey, a couple of Golf balls net. out there into the, as a pretty good idea. Yeah. What's that? With a baseball bat. Yeah. Oh, See you want to do this? So maybe we set it up for Tebow so you can get a swing in or two? <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good idea. I'd no, like no, to no. I... try to strike Tebow out. Oh. With, a with a golf ball? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, so we'll just be throwing golf balls around? <laughs> 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 so we'll just uh, – uh, I wish we would be able to do that somehow. 
I think we should think about getting him a bat, though. Well, yeah. See if he can just toss yeah, it just up and get it over toss. the net. Yeah, like a, like yeah. a pitching coach. Yeah, we can yeah. do soft toss. Soft sure. toss yeah. Let's go, Timmy. Timmy Tebow about to be in the majors. Should be a lot of fun. We're going to make a lot of really good shit, but it is nowhere near what we thought it was going to be. I think that's accurate. That's classic. But this hotel, a lot better than we thought it was going to yeah. be. Very mm-hmm. nice people. So I think we're... You, you count know. your wins and losses. Yeah, you, you have to in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this technology game, you have to. <laughs> yes, you do. I can but, say most certainly several cults have been formed within this room. <laughs> We're in a very creepy room. It, 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 it's a very creepy room. I mean, there's... Uh, definitely a few AA classes. Definitely a few of those. There's definitely... Uh, it, this feels like the... Um, what's that movie where Brad Pitt fights himself? Fight Club. Fight Club. <laughs> one of those meetings. One of those meetings happens in here. Yeah. That he People who are trying not to kill themselves. They come here to whoa, cheer whoa, up. Whoa, whoa. Well, that was the meeting. That was the meeting. He whoa, whoa, every- we're talking ones and twos here. I'm just talking about the movie. What? It was a nice meeting room where people talk about the meanings of life. <laughs> Someone a, say, get in the closet. <laughs> and why to stay alive. <laughs> Probably box. This is a positive <laughs> show. Instead of yeah, taking a hike. Just talking about the movie. This is a positive show. Try to paint a picture of the room for everybody. We are balls deep in our first press conference here for the State of the Podcast. Boys, how do you think it's going? Great. Oh, great. Amazing. Great. do it more often. Later in the show, we will be telling you exactly where to put your money on the big game this weekend. Mm-hmm. And let us tell you why we are so confident that we're not only going to have you gamble your money, we're going to have you double your money. Ooh, because wow. there is an app that lets you know everything you need to know when it comes to sports gambling, and that's the app. Action Network. The Action Network is a one-stop shop for everything you need to know. Diggs, what does it tell you? It tells you not only who you're betting on, who you should bet on, but when you do bet on them, it gives you updates on your phone. It's just the best app around. And there's a lot of people that write articles on there yes, that tell you exactly why you should bet where. So if there's people that make a living off of gambling, why don't you listen to what they say and they can help you out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take their bets. Don't be a copywriter. Hey, you don't have to do what they got to do, but you should take their thoughts and take yes. it with your own. Todd's been using this Action Network for about a month and a half yeah, now. I and love you, it. You are on a run of what is the record? Uh, NBA, I think I'm somewhere around 35 and 16 or something like that. Oh, my God. We're rolling in the cash. Todd can barely survive. He's losing weight like you haven't seen before, but he's still making money because the Action Network is helping him out. Mm -hmm. Also, this weekend for the big game, you can compete in a prop contest that I put together. It is free to do, and you can win $1,000. All you got to do is answer five quick questions for the brand, five easy questions for the brand. It takes like a minute and 20 seconds to answer Mm -hmm. these questions. I did it. It's nice. It is. It's not Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. Questions are good. They're fun ones. They're something you haven't thought about a lot. Involving punting, returning, the whole thing. Julian Edelman gets a mention Mm -hmm. in there. Uh, And go and win $1,000 if you got a good brain. And while you're there, go ahead and read the Edge subscription, which gives you everything you need to know to make yourself a better gambler. Mm -hmm. Because it's not gambling. It's investing when your brain is good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. It's not gambling. It's investing when your brain is good. It's really nice. Invest it. I think that should be a new tagline for them. I think you're That's right. something they should think about. Mm-hmm. Shit, the cops are here. Really? Great. Lights on? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pull over. Someone may have called the cops on us. It's possible. <laughs> Half last year. There's a guy that's going to get permission to be in this room, <laughs> did we? No. no. <laughs> yeah, I always I think, love uh, if this cop just comes right. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a cult starting in room uh, 232. <laughs> Gorman is guilt tripping the police. That is good news. Relationship tip number one. 
It's not going to truly feel like Valentine's uh-huh. unless there's a surprise bouquet of roses mm-hmm. involved. True. And true. this season, the biggest and brightest roses are only found at 1-800-Flowers.com. Mm-hmm. Right now, when you order early because you're a gentleman, 1-800-Flowers has amazing deals on vibrant and romantic Valentine's rose bouquets, arrangements, and more, starting at just $29.99. Wow, that's, that's awesome. awesome. There's so many unbelievable deals from 1-800-Flowers, but you have to hurry. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak and shipped overnight to ensure freshness and her amazement. Gorgeous Valentine's bouquets and arrangements starting at $29.99 is an amazing deal, but it won't last long. Bouquet prices will be going up soon, so take advantage oh. today. Pick your delivery date and one of your flowers will handle the rest. When it comes to Valentine's, I don't settle for anything less than my rose authority, 1-800-Flowers.com. To order Valentine's bouquets, arrangements, and more starting at $29.99, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon and enter code McAfee. Order today and save at 1-800-Flowers.com, code McAfee. Remember this, Valentine's Day is an effort holiday. Correct. Yeah. You just, just got to... You just go to one flowerscom You don't have to do shit. You're literally just doing it on your phone. It's $29.99 to your future happiness. Check out the enchantment bouquet. Ooh. Hot, pink, pink, and red roses. Yeah, mix Ooh. it up a little Nick's bit. Nick's caking, you caking over there. I mean, I got some things to send out. Gorm's mom's on the list. Oh. Oh. It was a funeral. You were right. You're just... <laughs> <laughs> got And last but not least, go ahead and gamble with the only site that we would recommend gambling, and that's mybookie.ag. Promo code PAT, and you get a 50% bonus on your first deposit up to $1,000. MyBookie is the perfect place to place your wager on the Super Bowl, on reality TV, on NBA, on NHL, on absolutely everything that happens in existence. MyBookie.ag is there to take care of you. And also follow at BetMyBookie. They will respond to every DM. Mm -hmm. Every single mention, everything that happens at Bet My Bookie and their uh, their odd setter, the fader. Anonymous mm-hmm. gambler's gotten a little cocky lately. He is an asshole, but he's a funny one. <laughs> yeah. he's a funny asshole, <laughs> and it makes you feel as if you're really competing against a human in there because that's what My Bookie is. It's a group of humans out there that we're just trying to make them go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Shout out to My Bookie for putting money into this operation, this cult room. We appreciate it a lot, and we hope you all choose to gamble with MyBookie.ag. M Y B O O K I E dot A G. Promo code Pat. Fifty percent bonus up to a thousand dollars on your first deposit. I texted him the other day. Yep. To see when the the time the clock started for the national anthem, and he said when it's on the first note. Then he goes, "But BS, I just put up ten ten times, so you could bet on anywhere from a minute forty three to a minute fifty three. So what well, he likes to do is he likes to give ranges. He, like, he thinks it's going to be in here so because if you're going to gamble on it, he wants you to gamble on it even more. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, okay, you're feeling good. About it worked. It worked. It does <laughs> because why not? I mean, this is the last chance to really gamble yeah. on something this that we all. Gambling, it's too. Super Bowl gambling. Everything can be bet on. You can win the prop contest at Action Network. You can bet on every single prop at mybookie.ag, and uh, you get a fifty percent bonus uh, bonus on your first deposit. Can't I mean, beat it. Win, 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 win. Hey, let's go back to the conversation we were having about that one thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. Pat, Pat, question. Oh, yes. Uh, Nick Moraldo, public figure. <laughs> I hope that's back. I uh, hope that's back. You know what I haven't heard about in a while is CrossFit. I don't know what's going on with CrossFit. I don't know where it's been, but it seems to fall out of favor with most people. We oh. don't hear about it as much anymore. The is it not as cool anymore? Are we past it? 
are we all clear? I think what happened is you had a lot of people that were like against what everybody else is doing that mm-hmm. loved CrossFit and then CrossFit got too popular. So by ipso facto, the people that like doing stuff that isn't popular made something popular. So then they had to get away from it. Mm-hmm. That's they, what I think. They became what they hated. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. I think that's what happened. Also, I think, um, I think the boxes kind of had their run. I think people enjoyed it and now they're out. There's still some real CrossFit people, though. There was a guy that was, um, I think he was on our flight out here. He sat right in front of you. He had a, like a country club shirt, but his CrossFit box shirt, like a polo, like he was repping. Yeah, it was very tight. He had huge calves. That dude was fucking doing it on the stair step. I think craft breweries are running into the same problem. Yes. Same group of people. Same group of people. I think so. It's just like the hipster dressing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like they all dress, yep. whenever you're all trying to dress different, but you all dress the same, what are you doing? What's happening? Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of questions. Pink hair, you know by the way. Trendy. Mm. Oh, wow. Now you're yeah. the popular one. Yeah. Wow. Oh, sellout. <laughs> Isn't there a CrossFit gym like right near our office? Yep. I do. Several. There's one right by my house. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's like There's one, two blocks from Jesus here as well. Christ. There are actually no are regular you? gyms anymore. Are you CrossFitting? No, no, I wouldn't last a day. I'm also kind of scared to go into those classes, but you can do pull-ups, right? Yeah, like, very intense. And I, you throw and your think, whole body into it. And I think it's very much like uh, you look bad in front of You can oh, look yeah. bad oh, in yeah. front of oh, people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I would never go. They make fun of you. But I think they it's didn't. like uh, a lot of like Olympic-style lifts, isn't yeah. it? So I, like, I'm sure you would Whatever be ruins to, your organs. They also organs. run They run around the building sometimes, too. Yeah, so if you do too much CrossFit, you ruin your organs and you die. There were a lot of people getting seriously injured. Look it up. I think it's ligament. Organs? Uh, organs. You're, you're telling me people's kidneys were hurting after yes. doing CrossFit? Someone back me up here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's you crazy. do enough deadlifts, your kidneys are going to hurt eventually. I thought it was their people are blowing out their shoulders because they're yeah, doing a lot of that. Mr. CrossFit, like, going to die from organ failure. Ladies and gentlemen, Alan Quay Shipley. Hey, what do you think about CrossFit? <laughs> I think it's the worst thing on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I'm so sick of all the acronyms. Go to the box so I can do my 12-minute ham rap. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you would be successful in a CrossFit box, bro? I would run everybody in that CrossFit <clears throat> box out. Is this a CrossFit group right here? What do we got? <laughs> <laughs> He's FaceTiming. He just saw our cult room that we are currently doing the show from. Uh, Diggs has a, a stat he'd like to read. Before you got on here, he said that people's organs uh, fail whenever you do CrossFit. And I called him out on it, and I believe he has a fact uh, to shove in my face. Research has connected CrossFit to rhabdomyliosis, a condition in which a breakdown of muscle tissue causes damaging protein release into the blood. This protein can cause kidney failure or even death. Yeah, rhabdos, oh. rhabdos, no. no yeah, that's like no. CTE for your blood, right? That's yeah. what it sounds like. Little protein yeah. pieces are Don't do CrossFit. CrossFit. Hey, Dix, by the way, good medical fact. Thank right you. Yeah. I, I you knew I heard it somewhere. I did, I, do you, how do you think your um, campaign? I remember that information. How do you think your protein uh, is doing in your blood, Bub? If you're uh, are you a, you're not a CrossFit blood or what? No, this football thing takes a toll too. I uh, I can't walk every morning. <laughs> not good, not good. I don't think my proteins are good. <laughs> hey, do you have a question? We're in a state of the podcast press conference right now, live from a cult room. I'm going to give you guys breaking news in case you guys wanted it. Letang just scored. <laughs> Pens are up 4 nothing. Let's go. Nice. And that's hockey talk. <laughs> that's hockey talk. Um, do 
have a question. Yeah, what time do I need to be at Top Golf? <laughs> okay, we just talked about this. You got to be here between 12 and 4. One minute later, no good. One minute earlier, no good. 12 to 4. Any day. Saturday, we <laughs> stop. So not on Sunday. So Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. All right. Yeah, I can do that. I'll be there. I'm telling you, don't be fucking late. Don't even think about being a minute late. We get kicked out of there for Jim Brown. He's a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> We're getting evicted from our goddamn bay for that guy, which I respect. He's a huge deal. Yeah, he's a big deal. I agree completely. I'm, I'm honored to be getting kicked out of our bay <laughs> for Jim Brown, to be honest. Who do you think's going to win? The Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to go to overtime, so America gets free wings mm -hmm. from your yeah. friends at Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. And then I that was an alley-oop right there. That was an alley-oop. Look at you playing a little basketball. That's basketball talk. I think um, I think the Patriots are going to win in overtime. All right. I hope, that, I hope that's the case. I want some wings. Are the Patriots going to win? Who do you think is going to win, and why? I think the Patriots are going to win. Here's the reason why. Okay. I, think the I think the Patriots are going to win because I feel like once you give Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare for just about anybody, it's it's lights out. Here's he lost to Nick Foles last year. He lost to so Nick that, Foles. So, that, so, that, so that's why I'm going to go on to my next point. Here's my next point. Tom Brady has posted more on social media. <laughs> he looks like he's in a much looser place than he's ever been in his entire career, which means watch out for everybody else. That's my thought. He's catching that ball this year with Alex Field. He's <laughs> yeah. rapping bad boys for life. He's catching that ball. That's real swag. I agree. I mean, he mic dropped in front of 40,000 people in a send-off party. After starting a chant. I mean, he's he's doing it. Yeah, he's, he's living life. Goff has got no fucking shot. Good None. for him. None. You know what, though? What if they win, though? What if they win? Site. Yeah, because playing True. up in Foxborough is a nightmare for real. Well, and also, and also, it won't be crazy, crazy loud like it was in New Orleans, which means McVeigh will be able to talk to him all the way up until oh, the Oh, that might have swung me, by the way. The little kid genius running the strings over there. What do you got, yeah. Zita? Uh, question for AQ here: How many wings can you eat in one sitting? So what was that? Repeat that. Pat. How many wings can you eat in one sitting? Oh, I've, I've actually done. Kind of something like a challenge like that before. Um, I've done I've done fifty in a sitting. Fifty. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think I could do fifty in a sitting. Yeah, I feel like I could have done more, but I mean that's still a pretty impressive. Follow up to that. Sauce? I honestly is there, don't is there know. Sauce on them? Is there sauce on it or is it dry rub? Yeah, there's a sauce on. It. Drums or flats? Both. What's that? Drums or flats? Mix mixture. Oh, I go all drums. Give me all drums. I'm hammering out all drums. One side or the other. I like them both. I like them both. All right, we got to go back to the state of the podcast. Well, all right. Well, I hope the rest of the world's doing well on your State of the Union address. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just the podcast. We just control what we can control. Control the controllables. Stay in your lane, right? Stay in your lane. That's right. You're absolutely right. All right. See you, buddy. Hey, he's like an idiot. He's <laughs> the best. Smart idiot. Yeah. yeah. Smart. That was fucking great. You is, this, is this a little podcast meeting or a little uh, CrossFit meeting? <laughs> yeah, it does feel like we're in a cold area. It what do you got, Ty? Uh, Ty Schmidt, oh. Pat McAfee, Inc. Uh, just curious, Pat, which guests that you were the most excited for uh, are you depressed now that only about 45 minutes is available at Top Golf? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. That's a great question. 
Herschel Walker's one that I think we're going to have to literally like squeeze in somehow. And I feel like such an asshole for saying that, but it's a real thing. Like we're going to have to squeeze Herschel Walker was a bobsledder, mm-hmm. a fighter. Mm-hmm. I think he's a uh, taekwondo champion, yeah. sprinter, taekwondo champion. Baller, a, he did the pretty uh, good football ballerina. player. Obviously, <laughs> football player, yeah. Heisman. Heisman winner. He is like one of the most accomplished. Him and Dion are like the two dudes yeah. that are like the two dudes. By the way, I can't wait to see the prime. Oh mm. yeah, what is it called? Don't two, play two, double two sports. You get it. It's on tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're, I can't wait to see it, though. I've been seeing the promotion. Dion's that dude, I think. And so is Herschel Walker, though. Mm-hmm. So we're, uh, I heard he's a speed golfer. Speed golfer? Yeah. That's my type like, of Like, um, what's his name? Oh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. There it is. Yep. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg golfs an entire round in 45 minutes. Huh? Pretty impressive. People forget. <laughs> well, he's got so much shit to do in a day. You got to make, you know, he doesn't have all the time in the world. Speaking of not having a lot of time in the world and making the most of it, Bad Boys 3 is like fully filming. I saw Will Smith <laughs> yeah. and Martin Lawrence yeah. on mm-hmm. You Mart- saw them? Yeah. There's they, photos. There are photos yeah. of them filming. Oh, yeah. Like they look old. Today. Excuse me? They look like oh, shit. No. Well, that's it's Bad Boys 3. It's not Bad Boys negative one. <laughs> I know. They should have filmed prequel, it 20 years dude. ago. Will Smith's still cut up. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He's so, yeah. Did you see them going through the gun training too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 you can spin it. I want to yeah. do that. What's that? Gun training. I think we. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> I think it's something we should have thought about years ago. I would also like to do it though, because I yeah. think there's simulators or simulations mm-hmm. where you can go in and like actually shoot at like either targets that pop up and stuff like. That. Todd, is that a real thing? Yeah, shoot houses. They set them up for you. And you go through with the simulation and targets like pop up. Is that a John Wick thing? And I, yeah, yeah. That's how oh. Keanu, Keanu is unbelievable with a gun. Yeah, now yeah. Because he did it. Hey, it would be so cool to do that. Yeah, for sure. To become we like a James that. Bond. They have a thing at Atterbury for it. We should do that as we a bonding experience. Can we treat. make like a house? Yeah, we can make our own. Hey, Jay. The, we'll use the pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the pub. I don't want to roll my ankle in the fucking room. <laughs> I think Jay's house maybe turns into a, uh, a shoot house. There we go. Jay, it's only from 12 to 4. Yeah. No, earlier. <laughs> no earlier, no after. You got to use those lights that go like really bright. Yeah, they, flash strobe bulbs. lights. No. Strobe lights, there you go. Strobe oh, yeah. What, to simulate like a flashbang? Hey, people really get general. like... Uh, the strobe like give people like uh, with epilepsy give them real yeah, problems. Can mess you know. up. That yep. Japanese cartoons. Yep, anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they gotta warn you if there's something like that in a movie too mm-hmm. before the movie starts. Right. All yeah. the all the police yeah, fast sites, the mags have a setting for strobe so you can fuck people up. So you like, can when stun you go them. in a house, you you flash the strobe and it fucking fucks up your senses for a second. Well, your pupils are so dilated from all the Did, coke that you can't. Well, yeah, you're still tough to see anything anyway. It's probably messing up their vertigo too. I mean. Uh, I, whenever you ever go, you ever go frogging, Todd? No, never. Okay, so in Louisiana, I went hogging and frogging in one day with a guy named Bubba. This is a true story. I have video of it. The hogging thing was kind of crazy because they sent in two bay dogs to go find these things. They got GPSs on them. And then once the bay dog find them, they're like hound dogs. They howl. Yeah. And then they let out the pit bulls that go and basically tackle the hog. And then the humans come behind it, hog tie, drag them out, and then give them away for whatever. So I guess hogs are like uh, a rat down in Louisiana. Yeah. They're just like considered rats, basically. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they didn't kill them. They just catch them and get rid of them. It was a wild scene, though, because that hog was not happy. I mean, it was not a happy <laughs> hog. It was a very loud hog. So the, the hound dog just like gets tagged out? Yeah, basically. So their job, they just like kind of dance with the hog. They just Their job is to find it. And then these pit bulls... It, it kind of... It's a great team effort. Search and 
Yeah. It was, they tackle, like they, they actually like grab it and like tackle it all. It was like some of the most athletic shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And then I, I, it was tough for me to get involved. There's a lot of noises coming from over there. I how how there. many dogs are they sending out there? Four altogether. So it was oh. two and two. Pack. Two, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how much the hound dogs and the bulls fuck with each other. I, I think they're two different gangs. Okay. You know, I, I okay. think they're two yeah. different yeah. gangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, that was in the morning at like 5 a.m. So then that night at like 9 p.m., we went on like a swamp down there, and we went frogging. And they gave me these garbage cans that looked like the American Gladiator cylinders. You know what I mean? So Because <laughs> yeah. you, you had to push through so nothing could mm -hmm. come back up. It was like you had to slip through. And we would go on this boat, and there was like gators and shit. You see oh, their man. eyes popping up. It was like middle of the night in Louisiana on a swamp. I was like, bro. This is probably it for me. I'm probably fucking dead. Just me and a goddamn guy. Just me and Bubba and a, well, like one cameraman I didn't know. But you would take a flashlight, and then you would shoot it at the frog's like chest, because it had a big white chest when it was standing on the side. It would freeze if the light was on it, and then you would grab it, right? Really? And then you would put it in the cylinder. But the frog was not happy, so that thing's trying to get out and yeah. it's they're these big bullfrogs too like they're fucking like this they get big fucking huge huge so i got real good though with finding them i got lasik you know so i fucking <laughs> i was having like these little fucking like sniper shots with the flashlight i'm like boom right there and then once you grab it though like for the first time i like looked at them like oh, i feel so bad i feel so bad <laughs> slippery fellas yeah yeah they're real slippery but they also look just like happy little guys mm -hmm. you know so the first one I got, I like looked at it. I dropped it. It jumped off the thing. Bubba's chewing my ass out. He's like, we ain't got a cup of day. You know? <laughs> He's like giving me some real shit. So then I, I would just, I would start sniping him, but I, I would say I couldn't grab him. So it was tough. It was an interesting day. Was it a shaky boat too? No, no. It was pretty good. Okay. It was pretty good. It was one of them fishing boats. You know? Who? John boat. Yeah, it was a, what? Like a, like a whaler? With the little trolley motor yes, in the back? Yes, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. Oh, gigging, yeah. No, gigging's, gigging's when you stab stick. them. Yeah, I, would, I, wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't have been able to do that, to be honest. I would not have been able to do that. Because when I grabbed him, I even like made eye contact. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. You're, pretty, you're about to go in and <laughs> dropped him. Good time. Yeah. Flashlights are going to fuck you up. Yeah, they will, man. Legit. They almost stun a, a person. You get hit in the eyes with one of those things. You're like, what the fuck? Uh, Jeffrey Gorman. Hey, Pat. Jeff Gorman, Gabagool's stalwart. Um, <laughs> stalwart. Not a regular. My question to you is, were the GoPro cameras up on the eight-hour drive of one Zito, Zito and, Tim McAfee. and Tim McAfee? And did we get any... Was there any sort of stories that have developed over the last couple hours that we don't know about? I think Zito slept the entire time. It's a great <laughs> question. The only updates I got were from Block Dad one on Twitter posting pictures of Zito passed out Block in the Dad driver's one. seat. Yeah. Just a terrible, horrendous co-pilot. Co uh, co-pilot. Co yeah. yeah. Can I defend myself here? Sure. Uh, I will say after before every exit, I would fall asleep if it was 100 miles. I'll take a little nappy nap. Wake up. I, we only missed There's one thousands exit. thousands of exits. There's, There's four or five. Hold on. Oh, you mean exits <clears throat> that you took? Yeah. Oh, not the actual exits themselves. You're talking about next oh. turn. Exactly. So you like, only slept 500 miles of the trip. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in your mind, you're like, listen, my job's done for at least another hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, strategic naps, I like to call it. And uh, we didn't have the right attachments to put the thing on the window. 
So no filming of you guys no in there? filming. That's great. That's really good. I'm happy that happened. You guys will be on the way home. You're driving together. That'll be post the weight loss challenge competition, which you could potentially win. We don't know. Hot Todd is looking smaller and smaller by the day. Yeah. His glasses are four sizes too big. I know. Big. I'm dying. When he posts photos. When He's he posts a real photos, asshole now, too. He looks like. I mean, he's, he, he hasn't eaten. Uh, they, uh, angry. they both told me what their, they think their weights were at dinner today, and I did the math. I don't know if they plan this, but they are the exact same percentage right now. Really? Exact same. Hey, this is what we need here, huh? Actually, breaking news as well. Uh, the scale did not make it all the way, but Todd has another one. What do you mean it I brought it back it? up. Uh, for some reason, it, I weighed in like 167. Unless that's true, I'm really happy. <laughs> but uh, it, might, it might have froze to death. Oh, the scale. So it's here. It's here. Yeah. yeah. No, we just got to warm it back up. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I put it like under the next to the the heater. It sounds like he doctored it. it a little Wait, bit. Wait, we can't. This is a pretty wrong. vital part of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Is the scale? Sounds you know, like what, he tried to fix it and scam it a little bit. Well, you know? it works both ways. If that did, if I did try doctoring it. We don't know. That's that. True. We don't know what happened. And where's Todd that, said, "No worry, I brought the room." Todd, I don't know. An unsanctioned scale. Huh? Unsanctioned? No, it's just for my training that I'm doing at night. Of course. Yeah. I respect that because Todd needed to keep up. Yeah. Zito yeah. just broke the scale, though. <laughs> I don't have the good thing or bad thing if I stepped on and I broke it. Well, I just don't know what happened here. So we got no filming and a broken scale. This was a failed trip or a good trip? Pretty good. I got, all the rest <laughs> I got a good backstory all on the rest of the, all the rest of equipment got down here. Yeah. Did you ever find the pizza under your seat? What pizza? So oh. I put a pizza underneath your passenger seat. I put a pizza underneath the seat when we were loading the gear in there, and it's been there ever since. I didn't even notice it. Didn't realize you just falling asleep with that shit. Yeah. Up there. <laughs> I was having good dreams though. Are you taking any pills at the moment? Any amphetamines? <laughs> what is an amphetamine? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just say uh, yes. Are you taking any uh, uppers? Amphibian. Uh, yeah, an amphibian. Uh, it's like a fish. Uh, there's four pills I'm on right now. Uh, one, I've said already what I'm on, a caffeine pill. The other three is undisclosed. Dandelion, <laughs> whatever. You're what on that? that, right? You're on the dandelion, whatever. Oh, that's, your, said uh, that. that's, your, opponent. that's your opponent yeah. doing some I have. Yeah, I yeah. mistakenly said that. <clears throat> so you're on two other pills that you won't tell us? Yeah. I already knew about the dandelion thing, but you already fucked it up because you're not supposed to take it till the last two days. If you're oh, oh, that's called weight loss yeah. shit talk. <laughs> the oh. first thing gave it to me said 36 hours. That works perfect. <laughs> yeah, you guys are learning a lot about the weight loss. And Todd, he did find the pizza. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Nice. Wow. Why would you lie? Wow. See, he lies so much. Did I physically know. find the pizza? Oh. Tim McAfee found it. What are you it. saying? Well, Ooh, Gorman was, was just implying was that he ate it. That yeah. it oh, whoa. Oh, no, no, no. That's what Gorman just, just said. I overheard, I overheard you before we got kicked out of Top Golf today when you said, and somebody, <laughs> got somebody put a pizza underneath my Oh, because uh, I brought it up during that situation. Oh, okay. liar. Anyways, Dig Z. Uh, Tony Golio Pies on Press Post Gazette. <laughs> what was it again? Was it the Pies on Press Post Gazette? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> Um, if you could just touch on times. your... The Pies on Press Post-Gazette Times. <laughs> yep. If you could just touch on your day at uh, Media Row, Radio oh, Row today. Hey, Radio Row is pretty cool there. That, I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is the reason why I was there. Shout out to them. Huge shout out to them. Um, I enjoyed it. I got a chance to talk to uh, Clay Travis. Mm -hmm. And How we actually he? have the audio for it. I, I will say this going into it. I... Have never met this man. And it's obvious very early that he has never met me either. 
Everybody I know, though, has an opinion on them, a strong one. So going into the interview, I'm like, I can't wait to hear why. Because I've never listened to him. Mm -hmm. I see him on the internet every once in a while. Somebody retweet him, and I see him in his room, and I just don't have the attention span to click on it for some reason. But everybody that I talk to has an opinion on him, and then I got to sit down, and it was it got brought up pretty quick. I mentioned uh, I mentioned it very early that that truth, that fact, and I think it was an okay conversation with the guy. There you go. Here it is. Pat. McAfee, Jesus. That's unbelievable. That is you ever had somebody go 0 for 2? Well, and then you had to pat yourself on the back. Like, I have so many ads I have to read. Like, you're so rich. So you say my name wrong, and then you brag about how rich you are in the first 30 seconds I'm here. This is a, this, it's an this, honor to be most here. Most people you. would think, like, this is a really awkward start to the conversation, but this is so much better. We were talking off the air than the conversation that I had with that girl last night at the, uh, at the aquarium. Yeah. I Literally was, started with F.U. I love that, though, by the way, because I was going to ask you yeah. during this. I've never met you officially. Right. I've seen you on the internet. Yes. I enjoy the way you go about handling your business. I think it's an incredible. I appreciate that. We've in- never met, but I also am impressed by uh, by what you've done. So. Uh, hey, uh, you got a nice beard. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. we got it. There we, we go. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but everybody always has an opinion of Clay Travis, and then as soon as I sit here, I hear the story of you going to try to enjoy a whale shark last it night. It was unbelievable. The whale shark in the Georgia Aquarium. And then a lady just popped off and said she hated everything about your soul, basically. And I'm yes. like, wow, Clay, this is like something. I was going to ask about, and it just got thrown into it. Yeah, and uh, she said, in addition to the fact that F you to start the conversation, she said also that the, the that she was not happy to be at the aquarium because all the fish were oppressed. And I was like, I never really have put the word oppression in conjunction with a fish before, but now that I think about it, like the oppressed fish would be an amazing band name or something, right? Like, oh. uh, like if you were if you were out yeah. there trying to think of a name for your band, your high school kid going to school this morning, like there you go, the oppressed fish. You can uh, cite me when you come uh, superstar. Well, I think anytime you throw fish in there, like Hootie, yeah, I mean, Hootie and a Blowfish is that an worked. incredible name. Yes, fish is something you can tag at the end of any band name, and it's normally going to do well for yes. you. But you also got to think those oppressed fish; those fish are doing a life sentence in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> They don't get nope. back out. Nobody thinks about and that whale shark being in there for his entire life in there. You know? Unless you get a Nemo situation where yep. they escape. Um, yep. You know, they had that. That that's a great movie. But uh, but other, outside of the film universe, very unlikely. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you live in Indianapolis. For people yes, who sir. don't know you, you uh, are a punter. We have uh, Brett Kern is a good friend of mine. He yeah. loves you. Like you're you're always uh, out there for the brand. Yeah. Today, let's start this because they always get upset if I don't do it. Yeah, you're here for Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings has asked me to come chit chat about what they have going on. And yep. basically, if the Rams and Patriots goes to over overtime, which yes. is what we're all banking on happening. Yep. NFC game, AFC game wants overtime. Now, if the big one goes to overtime, Buffalo Wild Wings is giving out free wings to America, and that is honestly something I think. Everybody can get behind, whether you love Tom Brady or hate him, whether you think the 12-year-old McVay is going to do well or not. I think the free wings opportunity, everybody should be banking on overtime, and that's what we're here for, just to spread awareness that there's some free damn wings on the line here whenever these two teams step onto the field. Well, now you've got a beard a little bit, like me. It's average. But... You don't have sleeves on right now, and I got to be honest. You got a little Cobra Kai look going here, Johnny. If you didn't have the beard, you'd have Let's a definite go. Johnny from uh, Karate Kid look going here. See, I've never seen the movie. You've never seen Karate Kid? Not once in my life. But I, get it. the kid did the thing, the crane thing. I get it. What What he is the reason the why you haven't watched Karate Kid? So when I was a child, I've been learning this with 
uh, my adventures with my friends on my show. So we do a lot of talking about obviously relevant yeah. things. My childhood, I had such bad ADD, I think, like ADHD. You wouldn't watch movies? No way. I, got, I had no time for that. I honestly have no clue how anybody did it. And I, I know that I've missed an entire chapter of my oh, life. Oh, you got to go back in time and just look at all this. So that's one of the great things. I've got three boys yeah. is taking them back and watching, you know, the Back to the Future movies. Yeah. Like all of the movies that I grew up watching, including Karate Kids, they love them. Like yeah. they think the 1980s is the greatest time on the planet, right? Yeah. And it's really cool to see through their eyes again and also recognize recognize how awesome so many of those movies are so, so now i'm jealous you be of your kids care now. oh they, they, they have an unbelievable life i'm jealous of my kids i'm jealous of my kids and my wife they have unbelievable gigs the thing about your kids is they aren't oppressed fish <laughs> so they are going to live a great life it's going to be good news everywhere and, and they don't they can leave right they don't have to stay in the same place <laughs> for their entire life um, now i always curious with kickers yeah buddy. when did you recognize that you had a powerful leg so the like first when you were like five were you like i can kick the ball a lot better than anybody else yeah so in soccer i always had a stronger leg than anybody else just Naturally. Yeah, so that, instead of watching movies and all that stuff when I was a kid, yeah. I would honestly, my hobby was to kick a soccer ball against the side of my house. So yeah, to drive your parents crazy. They, Yeah, it drove them crazy, but it got me out of the house. So they had <laughs> yeah. to listen to a thump, but it was nice to not have me around, I think, yes. for a long time. And uh, whenever I was a teenager, I was playing in a soccer game. It was an indoor soccer game. It's called futsal, and the ball is a little bit heavier, right? Yep. So it's like a smaller ball. It's a little heavier. I broke the goalie's arm, right, with a shot, right? Wow. So bing, bang, boom. And I think that was really the day that everybody was like, oh, this kid's leg is pretty strong. And then kind of one thing moved to another. And the first time I kicked a football, I kicked a 60-yard field goal. And then it was just kind of from there. It was like just naturally. business decision, yeah, with my family. Like, instead of playing soccer, let's focus on taking three steps and making money as opposed to seven <laughs> miles so that was kind of the decision so, i got real lucky so did you start playing in high school then football? yeah junior year of uh and you never played football before that no and i never went to practices either because soccer was supposed to be the thing i was supposed yep. to play soccer i got, had a lot more universities and colleges looking at me for soccer than for football uh i wouldn't go to practice i just show up like with the fans on fridays kick our football team wasn't great uh, but I, I generated a little bit of interest, went to a college kicking camp uh, after my senior year, made a 65-yard field goal, missed a 70-yard field goal wide right. The <laughs> next day I had an uh, offer to West Virginia University in my cafeteria of high school, and I was like, yep, heard it's a great time in Morgantown, which I enjoyed having, and uh, they offered me a full scholarship. I was did like, you, let's go. Did you ever burn a couch? Oh, yeah, yeah. We won a lot, Clay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of celebrating there. There was a lot of celebrating. And I was a very small factor on a very good team yeah so i got to reap the benefits of like pat white and steve slayton being incredible football players did you overlap with pac-man at all uh pac-man was the year before me but he used to come back and train in the summer so i know the pac-man pretty well yeah i know the pac-man so well. i always think of morgantown west virginia which is an awesome place and i think we're on there uh as well it is but i always think it as like deadwood right like it's like this crazy hidden place like the idea that chris henry and pac-man jones were there and Basically, I know they got in a little bit of trouble, but didn't get in that much trouble. And then they suddenly emerged. Like, there are dead bodies just buried on the hills outside of Morgantown, right? I'm not sure of that. I, have I you think seen I could have, That's I, I could have looked like a dead body on a few occasions there in Morgantown. <laughs> but I have not seen Deadwood, but I get it. Deadwood. I'm yes. assuming it's bodies in the woods. Ah, actually, they don't have a lot of woods on Deadwood. It's uh, it's awesome. They're making a movie now. Also, you do watch See. television now? Or are you watching now? Or you still have the ADHD? You know thing? what? I, I mean, I dive into some stuff. I saw the Ted Bundy tapes. Oh, how was that? 
It was interesting. I haven't watched it. Terrible human, man. It's been interesting how the pop culture has talked about Ted Bundy, but yeah. I watch a lot of documentaries. Yeah. Have they, you watched the Fire Festival? Oh yeah. Come on, Billy McFarlane. Let's go. <laughs> how, how about Andy King? By the way, that guy's a real one. He was a loyal guy. Anything for water for old Billy McFarland. You got to really respect that type. What's of thing. amazing to me about the Netflix and how some of these documentaries take off is suddenly it seems like everybody has seen them. So yeah. last night, even at the at the uh, at the media party. The number of people who were talking about the Fire Festival documentary blew my mind. And well, it's just crazy how something can take, you know, go viral like that in terms of watching a documentary, which I don't remember growing up. At well, all. I, I think we all remember when that Fire Festival promotion started, right? Like, I have a guy who works for me who wanted to, he was like trying to do things to earn a ticket to go to oh, this. Oh, yeah. Because right? he was this all, all about the social media yes. influencers. For people who don't know, this took place in the Bahamas, yep. and it was going to be this huge concert, and it was. Almost entirely private promoted island. on a private island. Yeah. Almost entirely promoted through IG models, in Instagram like uh, influencers, like but hot chicks yeah. basically. Basically, that's all it was. it was. Sports Illustrated models and IG influencers. And I had a guy in my office that wanted to go bad, and I like I don't know I didn't I don't know if I didn't want to pay for him to go or what happened. Something happened. So whenever through i was so upset that he wasn't there like whenever there was like videos of people like stranded yes these rich white kids were like <laughs> stranded on a yes. on an island in the bahamas losing like the their minds on social media which is how it went viral again exactly. when it didn't actually end up happening so then getting a, a peek behind that i think everybody's interested the documentaries we're in a documentary era right now because it's easy to make it's cheap and people want to know more about more things it's like a woke society almost you know? yeah crazily uh and <laughs> when i was growing oppressed up fish. Yeah, oppressed fish um when i was growing up like the only real documentary i remember is hoop dreams right that, I mean, you didn't see documentaries maybe like fahrenheit 9 11 or something like that like there are a couple of them that have gotten a lot of attention yeah. but by and large but now with the, the netflix and and everything else it's like they take off and everybody suddenly is talking about it so i'm sure a lot of people listening to us right now have seen that documentary um what do you do now so you yeah. had uh, your you, so you go to West Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, you have an incredible uh, average. I, I was pretty good. I had a really strong leg. I wasn't great. So what percentage of kicks would you make? When Seven, you were West I think I was like 74, 75 percent, seventy three maybe. I was in that area there. I had a really strong leg. Had no clue where the hell it was. Really? Going. Yeah. So you're like a driver who uh, like in golf who can get up in the tee box and you're going to crush it, but you have no idea where it's going to. Yeah. Hit and I started literally from my freshman year, first game. Yeah. So I went straight through. So the people at West Virginia had to really go through some ebbs and flows with me, which I. Appreciate appreciate them for but I started punting my last two years there but it was the college rollout punt so we catch the ball I didn't know how to punt yeah I would just run to the like side. The Aussie style yes exactly and try yep. to get the ball on the ground and just let it roll right? right I'm just gonna hit it as hard as I can and hope it rolls uh and then Bill Polian said that he thought he could, like it was athletic enough to figure out how to NFL punt. Right, which, which is just is stand there and two steps. Yeah. yeah, he said I think you're athletic enough to figure it out. And I was like, well, we're gonna find out. I mean, this is a nightmare decision for him. So I get drafted in the seventh round, and then a year later I make the team and I'm kicking off the Super Bowl, and I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. There was no reason for me to be there, and. Then I just kind of worked, enjoyed my time, and got really lucky to play eight years there. So I think it was Vanderjack, uh, like Peyton Manning called him an idiot Lickered kicker. up kicker, yeah, yeah, or whatever it was. Did he ever insult you, or with the, did you have a better relationship as a punter with Peyton Manning? I knew going in there after Vanderjack messed that up, the relationship, I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Vanderjack went to West Virginia. I went to West Virginia. I like to drink. Vanderjack likes to drink. I knew I was coming in with a couple strikes against yes. me, but he enjoyed me, I think. I think Peyton enjoyed me a little bit. He, uh, he was the perfect teammate to be honest with you he when I was a, a, a rookie he would take me to places like Peyton Manning's taking me to places that feel I, just surreal like not it was stupid yeah. it was just the dumbest thing ever I was at a Tennessee game with Peyton Manning Bruce Pearl Pat and uh 
the president of Tennessee was there and I was there with Peyton and like Anthony Gonzalez, who's now a sitting senator. And it was like, I was a rookie. I was like, there's no reason I'm supposed to be here. Right. But I could chuck beers pretty well. So people <laughs> found that impressive. I was like a dancing monkey for people. And I was completely okay with me. What game did you go to? Do you remember? It was a kickoff. It was the first game of the year. Uh, it was probably 2000. It was 2009. I don't remember what it was. But the yeah. place was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I got to talk to the kickers before the game on the field. It was really just a, it was cool. Peyton was way too nice to me. He shouldn't have been as nice to me as he was. Um how much did you enjoy being in the NFL? Like, and, yeah. and I, I would like to ask like people who are involved in special teams because your experience is a lot different than oh, yeah. the other guys. So, uh, when you were actually in the NFL, were you like, "This is amazing! I love every minute of it"? What was your experience like? Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun, man. The NFL was incredible to me. Pay, obviously, paid very well. Yeah, uh, I got to take care of my family, my friends, everybody who was supposed to. I got a chance to experience a lot of really cool things. And then towards the end, it's like the first five, six years, I loved every day going yep. to work. I loved getting better at what I was doing. There was only 32 people who had my job, so I was enjoying it. I was getting good, getting very confident. And then I started hating going to work. I just was sick of it you know I was enjoying what, what, you, what changed well I mean the GM hated me right so the GM was not a fan of mine he didn't what he didn't like you because you drank he didn't like you off the field he didn't like well, your attitude when he got he there didn't... I didn't even drink anymore because I had already gotten arrested he didn't like the way my Twitter was so I was basically at this point the voice of the Colts in Indianapolis my Twitter yes. was large after I got into an alleged incident Clay <laughs> uh, the cops have their story I have mine it was public intoxication the city and state of Indi the city of Indianapolis state of Indiana kind of got behind me and my Twitter started slowly growing and growing and then when the new regime came in they they cut Peyton Manning. They cut everybody. Right. So the only person, people that really stayed around were me, Vinatieri, Robert Mathis, Reggie Wayne, Anthony Costanzo, and none of them were that active on social media. So I was literally the biggest platform coming out of the Colts. Yep. And the new, they weren't happy about that. The new GM did not like that I was potentially a voice of anybody of that building. And I mean, it was it was very. It wasn't just him. I mean, I had three knee surgeries in like four years on my knees because they were kind of getting worn out. It was just a lot of things. I was falling in love with what was happening off. The field. I was doing stand up. I was doing yep. a lot of philanthropic stuff. It was just, I, I just didn't enjoy going to work to kick balls on fourth downs anymore. So I just was like, you know what? Here we go. I'm out. If people are enjoying this interview, they can find you where on Twitter? Uh, it's it's not worth it. It's, <laughs> don't follow. We have too many. Uh, no, it's at Pat McAfee Show. And it's I, I used to be better on there. When I was smaller, I was better. Now you get nervous? Now you overthink it? Or what do you do? No, you can't really do much interacting because everything, whenever you're. And I'm sure you get yelled yeah. at about this. So if I respond to somebody who, like, I used to enjoy when people would, like, talk trash to me. Yes. So that, because I would enjoy, because as a punter, you can't talk trash, man. There is, <laughs> so when I was playing soccer, I could talk trash. When I was playing pickup basketball when I was a kid, I could talk trash. When I'm Not a, punter, a lot of punter, trash you can't, talk. I yeah. can't trash talk anybody. <laughs> Literally, there's nobody I could trash. I am the bottom of the totem pole in the National Football League. So Twitter was, like, my escape. Like, okay, so yeah. if this guy chirps at me, I could chirp him back. Now I can't even do that. I can't really, because once I go after something, Somebody. I have the best people in the world follow me. They feel like they got attacked, and now I'm the bad guy. Yeah. So it's like it, it kind of when I was smaller it was a lot more fun, but now I just kind of what my observations are in life and enjoy it. Pat McAfee show one out yeah. of three. I'd be an all star. McAfee show too. <laughs> Pat McAfee show. Unbelievable out of you, Clay. You came in here, just dumped right on my face. Unbelievable. Clay. So, uh, in addition to this, you're doing yeah. a lot of stuff. I think I have. I need to look up this email. I think we're doing a prop contest. Have you heard about this? Did, 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 were you informed on this? Absolutely. Super Bowl prop contest. I'm trying to pull it up. And the Wi-Fi, you would think, 
of all places they would have incredible Wi-Fi here. Hey, it is it's cold outside. Media. It's nowhere near the polar vortex over there in America. It's like negative 50 in some places. Yeah, oh, I know. We had people calling in this morning. We're trying to figure out who the coldest was. My heart is with you, but Atlanta is nowhere near southern happy warm right now. No, there's no doubt it at all. It is cold. We had to walk four miles to get here. It is cold outside. It's, it's brutal. You know, they shut down schools yesterday because they thought it was going to snow. I respect that. I respect that a lot. Just shut her down. John Taffer in Atlanta. They were preparing. Uh, all right, so here we're going to do these quickly, all right? Is that the way we're supposed to do it? National Anthem, you going over or over, under 149? Over, over. All right, somebody keep track Keep track on these, Danny. Well, I do believe, though, that studies, like people that have been watching film on her, yes. have been saying the under's the smart bet. Yeah. But I think the moment might get to her, she might carry out a C. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think it's going to be over strictly for America. My bookie prop contest here. Oh, Coin okay. toss. Which way are you going? Heads, man. Always heads? You ever get to call the toss? One time. What'd you go with? you win? I went with heads. Did you win? Yeah, yeah. I Did felt you? really good about it, too. I mean, that was the first time I was allowed to speak, basically. It yeah. Was, it was a fun moment. What is uh, the best hit you ever put on somebody as a punter? Was there one guy where, the like— The Trendon Holiday hit is the biggest—because it was when Peyton came back as the Broncos. So that Sunday night football was being viewed as, like, a playoff game. Yeah. Like it was big numbers. Huge hit. Terrible field position, so I didn't do my job well at all. But I tackled Trendon Holiday. That blew up. But before the social media phase, like, back in college— I was like 240. We're playing against like Eastern Washington, like some of these little kids, and some of the returners are small. Yeah. I used to catch some people. <laughs> I used to really get some people whenever they didn't think I was coming. Did you ever get a concussion? I assume. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't wear my strap. I didn't wear the strap underneath, and I had terrible tackling form. Yeah. So I'm assuming that some my noggin has at least been knocked a couple times. Uh, first half spread. You think uh, the it's a crazy stat? The Patriots have only scored three points in the first quarter in their eight Super Bowls so far. Uh, the Patriots are a half point first half spread favorite according to this. I like I like the Patriots in the first half. I like the Patriots in the second half. But most importantly, I like the Patriots in overtime. Because if this game goes to overtime, Clay, Buffalo Wild Wings free wings in two Sundays from now. I like the Patriots. Brady, do you like him to have a lot of passing yards or no? 139 and a half in the first half. They got that three-headed monster in the backfield. And I honestly think if they can get that moving somehow against that stout D-line, I think it's going to be under. I think they're going to be handing the rock off in the first half and then let Tom Brady take it in the second half. What's once they see what the defense is doing. Uh, total punts. Seven. Over seven and a half. Under. You're going under. Under. I think it's going to be seven. Uh, what about the 57-yard? What do you think about the missed call, by the way? In the same, if the you bird were on, boxing, man? Yeah. It would if be you were on, If you were on the Saints, yeah. how sick would you be? Well, I mean, you got to be disgusted, especially after the Minnesota miracle happened or Minneapolis miracle happened the year before. That's Drew Brees, I think, was about to call it a day. Like, yep. I, he hit every he single record. Yeah, I think yeah. he was about done. He, he was doing a lot more of that shoulder shrug at the end of the year. He had every single record. I assume that this was going to be his last run. And even if they maybe, even if they just lose that game outright, potentially yep. his last run. But after the miracle to Stephon Diggs, and then the bird box situation with them refs, I have no idea how Drew Brees. He has to come back. It just has to be unsettling as a Saints fan. How often are you up early in the morning? I wake up pretty early. You want to come on the show regularly because I think people would enjoy it. Sure, man. You just get a hold of me. All right, we'll do that for sure. Thank you to Clay Travis for having me on. He's, uh, he has an active Twitter. Like, his people tweet a lot. It was uh, it was very interesting. Both sides, though, of the plate there on how they felt for Clay Travis. I'm very thankful for everybody that had me on this morning. I got a chance to talk with uh, Florio and Sims, mm -hmm. Pro Football Talk. Uh, I got a chance to talk about the best snacks. Oh. Mm. They didn't have the mini corn dogs on there, which I think is very much, you know. He dogged it. 
He did he dog s- the mini corn dogs. He stinks. Their list was suspect. Oh, not Florio. Not Florio. Sims. You're not. I don't. I think he wants to be like not like though. Oh, I he's been heel. He's doing a good. Fucking yeah, he's, job. I think he's like a heel. I think that's yeah, kind of his. I can see that. Florio, I love. He's nice to me. All the, like he and I, every interaction we've had have been very nice. But I do think he he plays the antagonist a little bit. Yeah, you know. I don't think that's why I dislike him. It's the um, he's a nerd. <laughs> so you don't you you hate the nerds? No, no, just him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love old diplomatic digs they're trying to get out of not, not hating on. He, um, yeah, I had an interesting time there. I, f- I feel like my top six was pretty good. I think they left a couple things off, though. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, uh, God bless your soul. Chili didn't need to be on there. No, chili is nowhere near something. It's now, granted, meal. you guys That's got a, chili here today, though. They gave it away, it, man. They're giving away chili they here. A little, uh, happy hour here. But, yeah, uh, but for a Super Bowl party, Well, it's I not, mean, a, it's not yeah. a snack. Well, Chili's they, not a snack, and pizza was yeah. on there, too, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Those are meals. That's a meal. The pizza yeah. is definitely a meal. I, I guess pizza roll is a thought that they could have yeah. had. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, or sure, maybe it's like the small little square pizza. Pigs in a blanket of pizza. It was yeah, like, exactly. It's yeah. exactly what it is. It was Pigs weird. in a blanket, by the way, not on there. Yeah. Another oh, one. My little yeah, mini McAfee wieners. So it was yeah. weird that you did that because <laughs> coincidentally on yesterday's Heartland Radio, I don't know what day it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. We did top snacks, and every single one of us had mini corn dogs. They're the best. Yeah, and I think today I, I or pigs in a blanket. Same, same area. Yeah. 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 Do you yeah. honey yeah. mustard with it? Uh, what's that? Honey mustard? I fucks yeah. with it. I'll go honey mustard. I'll yeah. go regular mustard, and I'll go yeah. uh, ketchup, too. Yeah. And I'll mix them all together, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. Fancy sauce it up. I think they're incredible. I honestly think mini corn dogs are incredible. And Buffalo Wild Wings has very good. Very, very, very good. Mm. Very Great good. starter plan. Damn good. I felt good right now. By the way, I spelled a con dog. I had to add an R <laughs> on the thing. I wrote C-O-N, and I was like, eh, let me slip an R in there, dog. <laughs> Just do a little, little R in there. It's pretty nice. I got to tell myself about something today I feel horrible about. I'm excited for it. I feel horrible about this. I'm a 50-year-old man. I'm an NFL fan. You were involved in, at the time, it was FanFest? No. Fan-sided. Fan-sided. Fan-sided, I beg your pardon. FanFest. Look at Gorman just taking a subtle shot at this company. (laughs) Fan-sided. So I sat down, checking the phone, watching. All of a sudden, who walks by? But everybody talks about him here. The man from Pittsburgh. Juju Smith-Schuster. He was. Juju was there. So he was there. I look up. He's walking by me. He has two steps till he's par- parallel with me. Oh, God, this is bad. What happened, boo? I put out the fist. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. How'd it go? <laughs> hey, Juju. And what'd he say? Hey, man. Fist bump. Nice kid. Nice guy. It's nothing about him. It was great. He I was just, on. I thought he, let you in. he was on Undisputed. With we saw him when we were walking out. He was on Undisputed. Everybody's there though. Like that Radio Row thing is insane. Like I, I was just about to say we saw Nick Mangled there. Nick Mangled. Uh, saw Nick Mangled, and he just texted me. He literally just texted me while this thing was. Heard you were filming some stuff at Top Golf tomorrow. I'm at Top Golf right now, and they spilled the beans. Do you need an eighth wheel? And if so, what time are you okay. filming? Oh, Let's eight. go. Between go. Let's go. Hey, did, did you have a limp? Did you have a limp? Twelve to four. He's good. No All right, good. Twelve to four. I, I felt bad that I, you know, fist bumped this twenty year old kid. Like, hey, like little fanboy. I, I, it's, no, it's, it's not. I've, I've worked with these athletes before, but it was just like... Oh, my coach. It was just... I, I, 
Oh, shit. Tim, we call them these athletes, also known as the world's premier athletes. Oh. Uh, hey, Gorms, do me a premier. favor. Stay away from Juju. Don't ever touch him again. You got it, brother. It, it was embarrassing to me, not to him, but I was just I felt shame. I okay. talked to Chris Cooley today, too. Mm. Oh, Original H back. First time I ever talked to him. It was an interesting conversation. He he seemed he was very likable. He's a wild card. Yeah, he's the man. Does he have his own show? The original H back. No, he was on Tyler Columbus's show with Denver Bronco, big beard on the guy. I didn't know him. He was a nice guy though. They were very. It was me, him, Chris Cooley, and a guy named Nick, and they were all very nice. But it was uh, the Orange and Blue channel for Denver Broncos. Uh-huh. <laughs> Clever. So. We were just in there chatting, and as soon as I sit down, that boy, you know, orange and blue, I sit down, and I start talking to Cooley. I'm like, oh, Cooley, man, I've heard nothing but legendary stories, like literally legendary stories about you. He was like, well, it depends on what you think is cool or not. I'm like, all right, man, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. (laughs) I give him like a fist bump, you know, and we're I was like, are we live right now? They're like, yeah, we're live. I'm like, oh, so everybody heard that. Okay, good. I'm happy this just happened. And then we have a conversation, and... um, he was an interesting dude. He was a very interesting. He was nice, but he wasn't what I thought. Like I thought he was going to be like a. Uh, he was kind of more like so, cerebral almost with his mm. lines. Was is he re- doing stuff with the Broncos or is he still with the Redskins? I honestly have no idea. I know he was, he was doing like it. local radio for the yeah, Redskins. Yeah, he had his own radio show. I, so maybe he was there early for his show that mm-hmm. was about to kick off or something like that. But he was. They asked him if he was promoting anything. He said, uh, "What are you promoting?" Buffalo Wild Wings. That's what he said. That was it. <laughs> and he had a hat on, and, and I was like, you're the man, dude. You are, you are a legend, this guy. So it was a cool situation over there. Everybody's there, though. Everybody. From every, I was on Dallas. I was on in Dallas. I was on in Miami with two old guys. The radio show stopped seven minutes in. I talked for a full 15. They didn't give me a heads up. Until they said, oh, we were off there. We went to the <laughs> <laughs> Were you scheduled to these, or were you just walking around and people grabbed you? There was a couple that were scheduled. Gorman was doing a little chit-chat with people. Gorms, you on Radio Row today? Yeah, Gorms was down there yeah. glad-handing people. He refused to go stand by, uh, by certain room, areas of the room because of his past professions. But it was, a, uh, it was an interesting day. I also got a chance to go on in Boston. And I don't know if we found the clip or not. We do. I got a chance to go on in Boston. This was, I enjoyed this one a lot. A couple of Jim Mercy stories in here. Really? Yeah, a couple, a couple of Jim Mercy stories from my retirement uh, conversation with him. These people were, I enjoyed them a lot, these people. <laughs> these guys were good. You're going to enjoy this. Touch and rich, touch and rich. Touch and rips. Touch? No, that's Pittsburgh. That's Pittsburgh, but it's close. Ribs? You get it. The McRib. You get it. All right. Uh, Pat McAfee is here. Uh, Rich Shirtleaf is a, a, a huge fan. Well, I'm a fan because a buddy of mine worked a DraftKings event with you uh, at Gillette Stadium a while back. Yeah. He said he's never seen a human being consume more beer as fast as you did <laughs> in their entire life. I'll tell you what. It was very interesting to get a call to go to Gillette Stadium for something. And I was like, yeah, let's go. I mean, the place is always magical. And then once I get there, I had no idea. I had no clue what I was walking into. We signed up for that like the day before it. I flew up there. And they're like, hey, we got free beer here. And I'm like, all right. And I looked around. I read the crowd. And that was the day I, I learned that the like New England people are my people. Everybody was just slamming <laughs> beers. Everybody's just slamming beers. So I was like, all right, I guess I have to do this as well. So so we just started, and once you chug one, once somebody sees you chug one, yeah. then they would like to chug one. So I, I think I might have took down like 20, 30 beers. Oh, my God. I think it, we had it all on film, too. I think it was like 20, 30 beers, and 
I had to punt a ball to somebody at the end of it on Gillette Stadium, and I've had a lot of terrible moments on Gillette Stadium with the Colts. That was by far the worst moment I've ever had there. It was awesome. Did you have to do a panel? Like, uh, yeah, like with Gronkowski, too. It was me, Gronk, and uh, I think Rappaport were there. So you, you slipped right in. You were still the most coherent. <laughs> you were still the most coherent. <laughs> I feel like I did okay. Uh, to be honest, I thought I was going to slur words more, but Gronk was more intelligent than I, uh, obviously. It was All a beautiful moment. All right, right. so, so you, uh, okay, uh, uh, when, I think it was last year you told this story. Story, and it's 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 fascinating to me because I I think this guy's an a hole, Ryan Grigson. Yeah, yeah, he, oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you obviously spent some years with Ryan Grigson. Yeah. And uh, like the whole the whole setup, I I heard you tell the story. I don't want you to just have to retell it again. But um, he got pissed at you because you took a photo of your Instagram, right? Yeah. So he hated me. Like literally from day one, he was not a fan of mine because whenever he came to the Colts, it was going into my fourth year, and by that point, an alleged incident had already happened. So my Twitter had grown pretty quickly, and they cut everybody. I mean, they cut Peyton Manning, they cut all the big names, Dallas Clark, Gary Brown, you name it. They cut everybody. I became like the voice of the team almost because my Twitter following was so large in Indiana. Mm -hmm. They did not like my personality. They did not find me funny. Ryan Grigson did not find me funny. So from immediate Jump Street, he was not a fan of mine. So yeah. he was finding me for tweets and finding me for this and finding me for that, and it finally just got to a point where I was done with him, and he was going to find me for another photo, and it was like, all right, here's the moment. I'm either gonna, I'm either gonna tell him exactly how I feel because at that point I already knew I was gonna leave for Barstool, yeah. so I already knew I was gonna leave. It just came after the Thanksgiving game where if we didn't complete a fake punt, we would have got shut out on Thanksgiving, like 28 nothing to the Steelers. So when he called me back to his office, I thought he was gonna like extend an olive branch, you know? Yeah. Like I thought it was gonna be like, a, hey, I might not have understood you for a long time. I get your comment. Now. Complete opposite. He printed out a photo that I tweet that I posted on Instagram like two weeks before that. He like slams it on the desk like movie style slides it across tells me that I'm the reason why we're losing games <laughs> oh Jesus yeah so I was just sitting Wait, there what, what's the fault what, oh, what is it the, was the me I was standing on like an equipment box and it's kind of funny now because I do work with the WWE, but there was an electrical outlet hanging, like a microphone, like a buffer or something like yeah, that yeah, would yeah, use. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I just held it like this, and uh, I posted it, and I was like, I'm just waiting for the WWE to call me for me to cut like the most electric promo in like the last 10 years or something like that. No yeah. wonder you were losing. <laughs> yeah, that's why we were losing. That's, what he had to that's why we were losing. What an incredible breach of Hold on, though. I was, I was on a Pro Bowl year, too. Like, I, I was, I ended up making the Pro Bowl that year, but I was having, like, the best year of my career at the time. And uh, it was finally, at that point, I had already decided I was done. So I went ahead and just let him know. Like, I held up the picture, and I was like, you paid a guy $140 million, and you can't keep him healthy. Maybe that's why we're losing. Right. <laughs> and I said, you're worried about this. And it just led to it. Now, granted, Ryan Grigson, since he left the Colts, has done an interview or two where he said he lost his human side while he was a GM. The Understood, but you were yeah. in the jackass era. Yes. Like, like, like you, were, you were right in the thick of it when he couldn't have had more jackassery. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think he might – now, granted, he might be a good guy now. I have no idea. I haven't talked to him since. But no, he and I not. hated each other. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it all came to a head in that one meeting. And I basically – yeah, I told him to go – base yeah, fornicate himself. <laughs> and I walked out, and he fined me uh, – he fined me, I think it was like 15 or 20 grand for that, that one post that was like two weeks before that. And I called Chuck, right? Chuck was my guy. So I was going to retire before my last year, but Chuck and I went to Japan together. And on a flight, we sat next to each other for like 
a long time. Pagano. Right? Yeah, yeah, Chuck yeah, Pagano yeah. sat next to us all the way to Japan. It's like 17 hours or whatever travel. And I was going to retire. I was going to I was going to tell him and he like kind of talked to me and I'm like, "Well, I don't like the Grigson guy. Like if he he finds me for tweets, like I I have no problem with him." Just and Chuck's like, "Well, what if I have him not talk to you? Like what if we just we you talk to me and then I'll talk to him and then we just I'm like, "Perfect. Just tell him to leave me alone, right? Like right. this guy, I do my thing. I'm honestly, I I feel like I'm good at my job. The team likes me. I'm at every meeting i work my ass off yeah. just tell that guy to leave me alone so then this happens right yeah. and this is after this is the first time really that it's happened so i call chuck and i let chuck have it too like right on the phone i'm like hey if you were any part of this like you can go you can get it to yourself. yourself yeah and chuck's yeah. like chuck's like what what are you talking about i'm like i just came out of a meeting chuck and if you were a part of it i'll tell you what, i'm not even gonna show up at work tomorrow well how about that why don't you guys find a new punter for this week and chuck's like let me figure out what's going on like chuck's like having a full panic attack so i end up getting fined 20 000, i think it was like 15 20 dollars for that and never talked to the guy again and ended up retiring on comedy central to join barstool oh, that's, and then, that's great yeah but it was uh it was the classic like he hated me he hated everything about me and i didn't like him much either and it was just like a, a classic work environment where the guy who's in charge of everything is is yeah. the worst it's did, like, did, did ursa ever invite you into his office to listen to him play brother, sweet tunes brother i, I played this guitar with john mellencamp we had this <laughs> i love jim ursa man oh, i wish you do because he seems to me like there's this like, contingent of rich people like, oh, like yeah. billionaires that buy all this stupid crap. Stupid. You're saying him buying the Beatles' whole entire music set for over $4 million? <laughs> stupid. Yeah, and he bought, like, the original on the road. Like, wait, ooh. Congratulations. He lost, like, a $250,000 guitar, too. Like, just lost it. Yeah. I mean, you know, really? I think, yeah, that's like a story. And it hasn't been fact-checked, but that is a story that I have heard oh, okay. through the grapevine. Like, yeah, Ursay uh, lost a $250,000. I'm like, how do, how do you lose a $250,000? Well, He's yeah. a legend, though. Jim Ursay is a legend. But did he make you sit there and listen to his music? Because that, that's no. what I've, I've heard people say that, like, they, hey, man, check out this Jerry Garcia poured barbecue sauce. Hey, he can <laughs> shred, though. He can shred on a guitar. Really? Yeah, he's not the great walker these days, right? He, he's, not moving <laughs> that, he's not moving that quick, but his fingers still got it. He, um, Jim Mercer was a good guy. Whenever I was going to retire, two days before I announced retirement on uh comedy central i went into his office to tell him right i was like i'm gonna retire we had an hour and a half conversation and it was a really really cool conversation with him he still has his assistant send me emails about uh the future of the entertainment business and like things that i should read like like he wants me to check out ursay's a big fan of mine and i'm very lucky for what he's done for my life my family's life and uh, everybody else but he has a bad image everywhere i'm trying to get him to sh let me shoot a documentary about him because the dude is a legend man okay legendary like, give me an example of something that he did that you were just like man you this guy's status will never go down after uh, he just if he's if you're one of his boys like you're just like he just treats you like right like he told me he's like when you're a boss are you gonna be able to make the big decisions you know like because when you fire somebody you're firing their whole family like what if they have a baby you're firing their baby but but <laughs> but now you're hiring somebody else in their family, so now you're giving an opportunity while you take it away. 
that's a big decision. A lot of people say, are you going to be positive or negative? You know, are you an optimist oh, or a pessimist? Because if you're an optimist, you know, you see the glass half full. If you're a pessimist, you see the glass half empty. I always said, why don't they get a smaller cup? The whole thing would be full then. We wouldn't be having this debate. And I lost it. I was crying. It was in the middle of the meeting, me telling him, retire. And he's like, he's vaping or whatever. Telling me so there's smoke coming up around him. And I'm just crying laughing. And I was like, man, this guy is awesome. Dude. Excuse me while I kiss the devil. <laughs> he was awesome, man. He, I'm telling you, he's... Obviously, he's put himself in a lot of interesting situations. Yeah. He has a lot of demons that he's been fighting for a for long sure. time. But for the people that he knows, he takes care of people. Like, he gave me a, my Pro Bowl bonus, which was six figures. It was very large. And I didn't play in the Pro Bowl because I had a dislocated kneecap. So they weren't. They didn't have to pay me, like contractually, because yeah. I chose not to play in the Pro Bowl. I could have played, I guess, because the day after we lost, I had a physical. They're like, if we had a game on Sunday, could you play? And I was like, yeah, I would play if we had a game on Sunday. It's the playoffs. But I had a dislocated kneecap, and it hurt. So every time I kicked or punted anything, I was like bedridden for a day. Yeah. So I didn't want to do it for another three weeks to so wait for the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I made the Pro Bowl. I'm not going to ruin my life for another three weeks. I've already retired. I'm on this new thing. And the Colts lawyers were like, well, we don't have to pay you because contract wise and then two days later i get a letter from jim ursay that's like thank you for everything congratulations well, and a cool. check for it it's like wow. he just he does right by the people that he knows and i'm very lucky to to have played underneath him on, on his team I, i'm a huge because he was writing a check to your family and to your baby yeah, that's right so what else hey, take care of your dad too. i saw him with some overalls on <laughs> He's the best, dude. Jamar <laughs> says the absolute best. All right, well, well, Pat, we got to get you on more. I mean, like, just calling in. If you, I, I, we, for I think anything, it costs quite a bit of money. I don't care. What no, no, have? man. I, honestly, I was very lucky that I joined Barstool, right? Right. And I got to learn the business of the Internet. Uh, now, the issue was I was in Indianapolis there in New York, right? Yeah, right. So communication was a tough thing, especially whenever the company was growing so fast. But I got to learn the business of the Internet yeah. from them, from a company that does well. So we do well on the Internet. I got a small business of like 12 people, including my dad and brother that I employ. Cool. And I would love to chit-chat with you guys. Good people up here. Man. Hell yeah. really appreciate it. By the way, this game goes to overtime. That's what I'm here for. This game goes to overtime. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. If Tom wants to gift America with extra football, okay? A little extra football and do what he did to the Falcons and it goes to overtime. Free wings for America from your friends at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's what we're all banking on. That's what we're here for. I do believe that the Patriots are obviously going to win because Tom Brady is on another level right now. He has done a full heel turn embracing the fact <laughs> that he's the greatest of all time and there's nothing anybody can do about it. I think that uh, the Rams are in a bad spot when it comes to that, but we just want them to win in overtime so that Buffalo Wild Wings can give out free wings to everybody. And he's rocking Perfect. a Buffalo Wild Wings sleeveless shirt, letting you know he still has it. He might not be playing. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta let the, the sometimes you gotta let the armpits breathe a little bit out here, especially with all these stuff. You got a lot of stuffy yuppies up in this place. There's man. quite a few. There's a. I saw a lot of turtlenecks. A lot of ex A lot of players are here with the turtleneck look. Yeah. I would punch myself square in the balls if I could. So uh, I'm here to be comfortable, have a good time, and Super Bowl week is always electric. So. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks, man. Good stuff. Thank you guys. Appreciate you coming on. Twenty right. to 30, 30 beers up there at Gillette. It's a fun <laughs> memory of mine. Yeah, if, you, if you go to any uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, he'll drink thirty in front of you. No. <laughs> hey, I've moved to the vitamins now. Oh, so I moved okay. to the vitamins now. Only very special occasions will I start pounding beers again. Super Bowl is definitely one of those. Okay, right. very good. <laughs>
those guys are the best. <laughs> so those guys. Do you know them? Uh, no, I'm a Felger and Maz guy. So hold on though. Those guys are the best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they still are. They're the You're best. Now, man. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. Big time. You're a what guy? Felger and Mass. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, Different uh, sports hub. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thumb in your ass? Is that what you said? <laughs> I believe he said that. I okay. believe that was just making sure. I believe that. Real was question though: How do you feel you own the best merch of all time from Buffalo Wild Wings? Right there. This everywhere I went, this they talked about what I was wearing. They said that to you, Ison. Yeah, there was a couple times. I mean, it's a Nike sleeveless hoodie. We used to sell hoodies like this, yep. but they're my favorite hoodie. We don't sell anymore because they're so hard to find. We found one. Put the Buffalo Wild Wings. They put the 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 seamstress somewhere. They shipped it to this to Atlanta. Nice. So I hadn't seen it until we got to Atlanta this morning and it's, I'm a big fan of it. I, it's very comfortable. Um, uh, uh, Chris Sims came after my arms a little bit. I was like, wait a minute. I'm telling you, man. Chris Sims. Yeah, he came after my arms. He also came after you, Chris Sims. corn dogs. So. He did, didn't he? Is that when he turned on him? No, I've been against him for a long time. <laughs> that didn't he get another... his spleen knocked out of his body? <laughs> didn't he get his spleen ruptured when he got sacked one time? I'm pretty sure he did. He's a good guy. Weak ass spleen. <laughs> Listen, he's a good guy. We can't bury this dude. He did come after my arms, though. I was thinking about my arms this morning when I put the sleep of sodium on. I was like, I should have done more biceps this, like, the week leading up to this. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it would have been a much better. My biceps come and go. It's all about whether or not I care. It's kind of the way it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like that they they stick around, though. They're just hanging out in the back. If you ever need us, all we need four is year. a four-day pump. That's all we need. <laughs> you give us a good four days, we're back. But if not, yo, we're dormant, cuz. Yeah. And that's what they are. It's very nice of them. Uh, Super Bowl week's going to be a lot of fun. Tune in today. Uh, we'll be uploading videos on my social medias, on our YouTube, on Facebook, on the Twitter, and I believe even on Instagram, we're going to figure out how to put it up on there. Um, come flux with us. There's a lot of people, a lot of big name people, like Nick Mangold. I mean, he just texted me. I assume that's going to happen a lot tomorrow. It's like, hey, I hear you're at Top Golf. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Nick Mangold <laughs> just texted me. Uh, I, I assume it might happen a lot, so I'm excited for that. And uh, Zito's going to be cutting that whole show. Oh boy! Which Zito? is it nerve wracking for sure? I mean, we might have some fingers that a boy seat. We might have some huge breaking news on there, and if uh, Zito's caffeine pilled fingers fucking jam it up, we could miss it. But they're that, even quicker than with the caffeine pills. Zito, Zito is a. It's going to be their monitoring, so that's good news. That's great news, actually. That's really good news. Some would say. I don't know how it's going to go. But maybe that's part of the whole thing. See how it works out. I, I'm assuming it won't. I don't even know how we're going to upload it. I don't think we have enough internet to upload the shit uh-huh. at this hotel or at like Ty's going to be up all night trying oh, yeah. to trying to see if this podcast we're launch a hotspot for him. So. Oh, yeah, with a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. We you should guys. go to internet cafe, huh? Internet cafe. Is it around here? I don't know. Uh, they're still around. Yeah, I might head over to IHOP. IHOP, IHOP might have a good. Their Wi-Fi is like oh, the omelet. There's a massage place right across. Oh yeah, the we saw it. I post they always song. have a good internet. Do I <laughs> That's why I'm here. Todd. Somebody told me. Uh, anyways, it's going to be a great fucking week. Can't Let's push. have a good one. Hey, Pat, before we go, I, uh, one thing that was on my mind. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. I know you're Jeff Gorman. <laughs> I don't him kicking his feet. Um, you did this. <laughs> I really felt like an ass. Okay. And it was a great trick. But oh. we landed in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. And we go to Kellogg's. 
Keegan's, Keegan's, right? Keegan's. Keegan's Pub. And then he pulls out a handkerchief. And of course, one of, one of, uh, uh, look. (laughs) So that's my question. Is that always on you and you just bring it out at certain times? See, and I got to find out how that fucking thumb thing right there. Glad he watched the show, ever. No, oh, oh, no, do that again. Oh, oh wow. It's gone, bud. Wow. No, I still see it. No, you don't. It's on your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing that trick? What do you like the crazy you should have seen. Come here, kid. Let me show you. No, you should have seen the first trick. Do you remember the first trick that I had, Todd? Oh, yeah. And my first trick is one that is even better, okay? Why don't you come up? I need a guy. I need a volunteer. Zito. I need a, no, I need a volunteer. Please, Jeffrey, come up to the front. Oh, if you, yeah, if you could please hold. Uh, if you could please. Uh, you got to move out of the way there. Well, I didn't really. Okay. Okay. <laughs> don't block the camera. Please don't block the camera. All right. He immediately oh, directly in the right camera. <laughs> immediately. Okay, so this was my first magic trick. Okay. Which hand this is it one. in? This one. Are you sure? Yes. What if it wasn't in there? Is it in there? Oh. Huh? This one. Nothing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How you like that? Well, I'm just saying, that's what it started at. I did that 400 times in one weekend in a city in Myrtle Beach. I did it at every bar we went to, every human that was there, because there was a magician with us that was making things disappear in front of people's eyes at the bars. His name was Carl. Right. And it was... Carl! That's his name. Carl Magic? Carl Magic. Oh, shit. Okay. New Year's Eve Carl? Prestigious. New Year's Eve Carl. Yes, him. But he was just rolling to the bars with us, and he would take like a napkin, and he would put it in his thing, and then all of a sudden it was gone, and people's faces were just like, holy shit. So right after he got done with that, I'd come up right behind him, and I'd do the two hands thing like this. I'd be like, what's your hand? And they went, nothing. Just walk away. And then he shipped me the... The handkerchief. He shipped it to me. It was like, yeah, at least you can make something disappear. And I was like, thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. So that's how that came to be, is I was making nothing disappear. And now I make something. That was going to be a, that was gonna be a touchdown celebration. Yeah, you got me. You got me. Yeah, it's what I, I'm an illusionist. Yeah. I got a couple more tricks, too. I know a couple more. I got a card trick. I know what you're going to get. It's five of diamonds, and I'm going to find it. Nice. <laughs> because half of the deck is five of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I just really, I'm a little bit on the... Uh, I should be masked right now because I'm a masked magician just giving up all these tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give up another one next week. Mm-hmm. I know more. Ooh. I know more tricks. That's about it. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. <laughs> you almost died this morning, this morning on the highway, and last night you got your fucking mind put in a pretzel. It's been a rough 24 hours for the Gorman, but you'll keep on cooking. It looks like he's struggling to be honest. You'll bounce back. I you'll bounce an back. an hour worth of sleep last night. Ew, I didn't sleep much yeah. either here, by the way. Uh, go ahead and look forward to that. Okay. Why? What happened? I don't know. I just, I just honestly. It's just not your bed. I felt like the bed was comfortable. I felt like the yeah. bed was comfortable. Okay. I f- my issue has been with hotel pillows. Dude, the did pillows you only have wild? They're did like, you only have three? They're one by the, and they're one by one. The squares. layout is insane. It is insane. They're one by one squares. I walked in and thought someone was fucking in my room. Like, <laughs> is someone in here? What the hell's going on? But the pillow hotel pillows, you either got or nothing yeah. at all. Right. Yeah. And you try to stack the soft one on top of the yep. rock one, but mm-hmm. your head is going to get to the rock one quicker than you think, and yeah. all of a sudden you're laying on a on a flat board basically if i'm driving somewhere i will always take my own pillow always 
I can't do a flying. Fly. It is hard to but. walk into a hotel with your own pillow, though. Oh, mm. not me. I'm like, you, you know why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100% right. I think I should yeah. be past yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I should start traveling with a pillow. You should. You Are you guys should. therapeutic? Uh, no. I, I'm just a cotton or a... Uh, Thermoputic? A... No. Uh, Therapeutic? No, what are those called? No, memory foam pillows suck. Thermopedic? No, I just like the standard. Temperpedic? I just like medium pillows. Yeah. Medium pillows. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same. Those therapeutic ones are a little too much. I always need two. Too, yeah. too, yeah. too I, firm. I have mm. one. If you fall asleep like that, your neck is going to hurt so yeah. fucking bad. Yeah, because they got you locked in there. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. you will not move. It's like, yeah. I think my body would like to. <laughs> the way we, the way we I, talked, I know we're the same type of pillow. And I don't like a down I'm pillow either pillow because in an yes. hour, I'm flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go two pillow behind the yeah, head, yeah. pillow between the knees. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing the whole thing. And I'll put one on top of me, too, if I'm laying. I think that's that comfort blanket. I can't sleep with one uh, not underneath my knees anymore. Yeah. It's impossible. What are you, pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, I felt like Connor ordered a cranberry juice on the plane today. Wow. Yeah, uh, to hydrate before the biggest week of my life. Uh, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what are you doing this way? You're not doing anything. We, we have kept you far away. You are there from four to 10 yeah. and 9 to 12. The biggest week of my life right there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, Patriots are going to win for sure, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Everybody Let's is hope. betting on them. Like Vegas has to be like – Vegas has – is it 70% Diggs just said? That's, uh, you think Vegas is – that kind of scares me. I'm surprised it's that low. That's bad news. That's terrible news. I it thought it would be higher. Me. Bubba uh, – not Bubba. Gumpy. Bubba Gumpy. <laughs> he – Put on his IG story today, mm-hmm. him flexing in like a good outfit, like, oh, Rams money line. And he like was very confident in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw it. Gumpy isn't very confident in a lot of things. And normally, like, it's right. Like, whenever he puts something out there, normally he's on a, he's a little bit of a heater. I'm, that makes me worried because I've been on the Patriots every possible way you could. The, the Patriots yeah. over, the Patriots money line, the Patriots uh, minus three. I bet on them however I could. See, I've been betting basically every week since they lost to the Titans. I've been putting a little money on them to win the Super Bowl. So we've really added up here. And if we don't get the job done, you just my been... body's in a lake somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> That's classic. Don't die. Bring be your real, floaties. It would be a real shame, though. You think the Rams are going to win? Yes. You're I'm doing that because you work at Fox Sports. You right stood, now. You yeah. feel like you have to go opposite everybody. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I bet. James, back me up. I also took them, but doesn't mean I think they're going to win. Same you guy. took them because 70-30. Yeah, I don't know. There's just I, I like McVay a lot. Sorry, I like McVay a lot. I don't know. I just have a feeling. I like McVay a lot too, by the way. I like him a lot. The whole thing about AQ saying it's quieter so he'll be able to talk to him more, I think that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also going against Belichick on the other side. So it's right, like yeah. McVay-Belichick. Yep. That's like a real matchup right now. It, and their best receiver was on our team last year. So Matt Patricia, we know him. We're very familiar with him. He knows you too. Matt Patricia, mm. the oh, never been covered by Steve. Oh. Never been covered by Stephen Gilmore. I actually do agree with you on that. You know, I took as one of my prop bets Brandon Cooks to be under young. five and a half catches. Absolutely. I think there's like um, Clay Travis asked me there the over under. It was 183 yards for Tom Brady in the first half. I hammered the under because I think they're going to be running the rock early. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be hammer, hammering the rock early. They got I a three-headed monster in the backfield there. I just 
I'm excited for the game again. Like last year, the Eagles Patriots, I was pumped up. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I think it's going to happen. Right now, I feel that way, but it's like for the Patriots, I feel like yeah, I think the Patriots are going to win this game. And I go strictly off of emotion from mm-hmm. players. That's the only thing I care about is emotion from players. Last year, it was them singing in a team meeting. This time, it's the way Tom Brady's acting. I just think that they are going to – I think it's a win. I think it's the a win. The only thing I'm worried about is Goff has that look of like he could get deer in headlights mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah, I just have a feeling like they're not even going to show up. Like it's just gonna, they're gonna get well, seventeen. I, I think the team will show up. I'm just worried about him. Yeah, a I don't think so at all. <laughs> we need to go. <laughs> that makes me really confident. Overtime. I'm gonna double down on the Rams. Uh, I need to go overtime. Yeah. It's not fade Todd season. It's hot Todd season, bro. <laughs> For NBA. Yeah. Hey, he's been reading the Action Network. Oh yeah, look at my numbers. I would be scared if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be scared if I was you. Looking at your weight numbers, bro. You need to put some weight back on. So do you, Zito. I'm excited for this weight loss challenge to end tomorrow. Nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Never again. And ninety-nine cents on the line. We will never do this again. Never again. Oh, yeah. Ever. Oh. Maybe it'll be outside. You know, like you know how they have surrogate. Moms, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe we could just do randoms off the street yeah, yeah, and be like, yeah, "Hey, yeah. you're our horse for this weight loss challenge. Yes. We'll pay you for seasonal. It'll be a seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. People would have to sign up for, but they're definitely not a part of the everyday no. process. They just come in for yeah. weigh-ins and some things like that. We'll just keep it off because I think it, I think I think it is potentially killing every single one of you. Except just in case I gain too much weight, can we do something smaller so I could just lose weight again? We just don't. Oh, Dig says, why don't you be an adult? Wow. Did but you, you learn some self-control, you? you piece of shit. Wow. Nick is taking shots from your six, digs from your 12. You are surrounded, Zito. Uh, yeah. Luckily, I have three and f- Nailed four. It. Nine. Nine. Three, yeah. <laughs> three and nine would be the other <laughs> <laughs> You do have four, too. They're not there. They're not yeah. there. They're a lot thinner, too. They're only taking up one little time slot. Yeah, that's what very a, true. What a dumb <laughs> All right, uh, that was about it from the, our cult room here in the middle of our country and in suites. We appreciate you so much. Come fucks with us on the internet. Uh, if you could tweet at DAZN. Oh, yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. At DAZN underscore US. Like, hey, we love that Pat is going to be doing daily stuff with you. We would sign up. We would yes. sign up if Pat was to do stuff with uh, you guys. Because DAZN, they can open a lot of doors and they can give us the freedom to make whatever the hell we want. That's basically what's happening here. It's like, hey, we just kind of want to help you guys do whatever the hell you want to do. And I think with uh, their worldwide rights to a lot of things, we can have a lot of fun with that. Imagine us going live from Canelo Alvarez's next fight. Like We could literally go live, like maybe even our own commentating of it. You know what I mean? If the internet's good. Question for you. (laughs) Because I know the listeners are going to have this question too. Yeah. When you say DAZN underscore U.S., is that D-Z-N underscore U.S.? Or is um, that... No, it's D-A-Z-N. D-A-Z-N. Yeah. DAZN, by the way. I learned the, the meaning of the name. D-A-Z-N. It's the only four-letter word. It's not a word, but it doesn't mean anything in any language that's bad. That's DAZN USA. And then for... The zone underscore CA for Canada. Yes. It's D-A-Z-N underscore U-S-A. Okay, so we got it right. We have a lot of Canadian mm-hmm. fans, too. Well, they have the NFL rights in Canada. So mm-hmm. we could make content with the NFL rights for Canada. I like that. Which could be a lot of fun. <laughs> Just think of a film room, me and Chuck Pagano in there, breaking down film. Oh, me and A.Q. Shipley, me and anybody, really. That'd be a lot of fun. Only in Canada. Mm-hmm. And in America, we'd be able to get access to anything we really wanted. That's pretty nice. Yeah, design could be really cool for us. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. 12 to 4, though. 
Not a minute after, a minute fucking before. Let's have a great day. Go. Thank you all so much from list, or for listening to Pat Mike Show 2.0. Tell your friends. Please send those tweets to the zone. It would mean a lot to your friends here in this cult room. Maybe like three or four times, actually. Yeah, different counts, too. Make burner accounts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you all. Ty Schmidt, hit. By the way, at Ty Schmidt, at Nick Moraldo, at Viva Lazito, at Todd McComas, at Boston, Conra. Yep. <laughs> at Block Dad One, at Phil Mains, at Evan Foxy, at Diggs with a Z, at Hey Gorman. <laughs> you're probably blocked. Uh, you're probably blocked. Uh, shout out, uh, send us some tweets. We enjoy interaction, having a good time. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. Anyway, but anyhow, I went and died, went on out and bought it Cause I thought it would be jamming, but examine all the flaws get Walls get off it, sand and it's costly, but that's all shit Wrote and I hope I never have to float in that boat Up shit's creek, it's sweet, it's the last quote That I wanna hear when I'm going down When all said and done and we got a new Joe in town When the record player get to skipping and slowing down All y'all can say is them niggas earn their crown But until then, yeah.